and welcome aboard the Battleship Pretension. I am Tyler Smith. I'm David Bax. And thank you for listening. David. Yes. How are you? I'm I'm good. What uh, now? Why is that? Uh, big life developments. Yeah. Now, I feel like in our crazy social networking modern age, I feel like everyone that listens to the show already knows my news because I put it on Twitter and and then I put it on Instagram our, on and Facebook. you put it on Facebook yeah. uh, in a way that I approve of with no emotion whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just said David has gotten engaged. And that's the news. Yes. No I, exclamation I, point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I Let am, that sink uh, in. I am, I am engaged. Yes. Woo! Uh, it's, it's, it's great. And also it's uh, really daunting because uh, weddings, there's a lot to plan. And also, Getting married now. I don't know. Uh, you got married in Chicago, which is not a place that with a low cost of living. No, but uh, Los Angeles, it is really expensive to have. If you want to, ha- and we're not even like my sister's wedding a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. two hundred and fifty people. We're looking for probably around eight, like we're gonna, we're gonna invite like a hundred. Assume the eighty will be yeah, there. Yeah, that's. Um, and it's. I'm not gonna give out figures, but it is unbelievable how for something that is considered a small wedding how crazy expensive it's going to be. I've been to, in the last few years, I've been to, I'm going to say, 10 to 12 weddings. Uh-huh. Uh, and some of them have looked, all, you know, all of them local. And uh, they've, uh, some of them are very, very beautiful. And then when I find out what they paid, it is sometimes surprising how little they paid. So depending on the kind of wedding you're looking for, I can give you all kinds of suggestions. Dave. Okay. Well, we have a place we like, and that's part of the problem, is okay. that we're kind of attached to this place. What's it called? Um... I don't I want uh, to talk about that. Maybe you don't say that on the show. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to talk about that on the show. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if listeners crashed your wedding? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although this place, it would be impossible to crash. Oh. Yeah. To compound. You give... Uh, Wait, you, is it my place? You give a guest list. Yeah, it is your... You give the guest list to the doorman, and oh. no one else is getting in unless oh, they're wow. on the guest list. So that's part of the thing we like about this place. Anyway. Um, so a very exciting, very daunting news. Absolutely. But we've got um, uh, the better part of a year to... Uh, to get ready for it yeah so that's my news how are you fine okay well we have a guest yeah should we should we do sponsorship before yeah, let's get, let's get to the sponsorship so everyone, yeah. i want everyone to secure fa- fasten and secure your tweaked slash pretension earbuds mm. how so do they get hear, those david well you go to tweaked that's t-w-e-a-k-e-d audio.com and that if you stop right there tweaked where you've arrived then is your home for professional quality earbuds in a variety of styles and colors uh, but if you keep going, tweakedaudio.com slash pretension, you get those same things I just mentioned, but with one third off, and you don't have to pay any shipping, and we see a piece of that. So you get some great earbuds, you help support the show, that's tweakedaudio.com slash pretension. So I'm assuming yeah. you've all bought yours already. Go and, and order those, come back, <laughs> come and then back. listen to this other sponsor. Listen to this ad. So, Okay. <clears throat> David, today's episode is brought to you by Mirage, a new short film about a soldier stranded in Afghanistan. And while the film is very much about the real impact of war, it is told as if it were a surreal ghost story. Okay. Uh, filmmaker Kyle Valley describes it as We Were Soldiers meets The Shining, which is something that actually uh, intrigues me yeah. quite a bit. Uh, it is about death, religion, and friendship and how the mind can interpret these things. Uh, if this sounds intriguing to you, just go to miragepresskit.com or click on the ad at battleshippretension.com for more information. And over the next few weeks, we will uh, be telling you more about this uh, very interesting uh, short film. And okay. a surprisingly ambitious one. Yeah, sounds like it. Like I've, I've seen a number of, of you know, not like non-professional short films. And 
much like myself back in film school, I always knew what my resources were, uh-huh. and I wrote to that. Uh-huh. Uh, this guy's trying to emulate Stanley Kubrick and whoever directed We Were Soldiers. I believe that was that John Randall. Uh, I don't know. I don't you recall. Know what? Keep talking. Okay, I'm gonna figure. But it yeah, out. so I'm. Uh, I always instinctively, and though I have not yet seen the film because we don't. Uh, we don't watch the the work of our sponsors, lest we uh, put, be put in a compromising position. Um, but uh, but it looks very interesting. Like there's a lot of stuff on the website, and it's just and I have a great deal of admiration for somebody who uh, refuses to be uh, confined by their resources. Wallace, Randall Wallace, yeah, John Randall is was my modern European history teacher in tenth grade. <laughs> Randall Wallace was the writer of We Were Soldiers. Yes, okay. Uh, why don't you tell us? And the sequel, We Are Marshall. Right. We, we were, were soldiers, soldiers, but now we are marshals. Right. And then they were coming, we will be, uh, uh, I don't know, sailors. Um, <laughs> why don't you introduce our guest? Okay, fair enough. So, uh, oh, d- we can be heroes. That's what it should that's be. That's the one. We Is can that be a heroes. thing? That's, that's a from a, no, it's a, a Heroes, the David Bowie song. Oh, fair enough. Okay. Um, okay, so uh, recently, Thanksgiving just happened, and as is tradition, the day after Thanksgiving, I went to the podcastathon, as I've done every year except last year because I was out of the country, unfortunately. And um, and uh, this year it was lots of fun, as it this always is. A marathon is. podcasting session. It lasts. Yeah. Uh, in this case, thirteen hours. Thirteen hours, hosted by Jimmy Pardo. Yeah, friend of the got, show. And it's got uh, Matt Belknap and Pat Francis. I don't and, know who they are. Oh, <laughs> I can't say as I blame you. <laughs> And yeah, so it's a, uh, I, I was at the first one mm-hmm. and it's a, a bevy of guests. Indeed. A, a yes. litany of guests. For a minute, I thought you were saying bevy as a way of shortening the word benefit because it is to benefit a charity. And I was well, like, that would be Benny. Yeah. Right? But that's, but that's a hundred dollar bill, right? Okay. Yeah. Or a Benadryl maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Uh, Benzodiazepam. That's oh. a Benny, I think. Whoa. All right. Well, you were, you know, you were more involved in rave culture than I was. David. Um, but yeah, so, uh, so I went to podcastathon and enjoyed it as always. And I was so, I'll say, I'll tell you this early on, I was immediately, damn it. I instinctively was going to use the word delighted. Uh, uh-huh. I was delighted to see, uh, a new addition to the, uh, to the lineup. Cause of course it's always the Jimmy. podcastathon roster. Yeah. Jimmy, Matt and Pat. And then there's, uh, you know, the intern, uh, in this case, Garen Cockrell, a friend of the show. Oh, not friend of the, he hasn't been on. No. But uh, he's somebody that we both know. I've gone and done uh, trivia with him from time to time. Fantastic. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. And so they brought out, as the sort of Paul Schaefer uh, of, the, of the evening, uh, a good friend. I like to think a best friend of the show. Uh-huh. If not a personal best friend. I was just in his car. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. I meant to, I, why were you in Wayne's car? Or in our guest's car? Uh, he, uh, as has happened in the past, he pulled into a, a different lot. Uh, oh, that happened in the very recent past. It, very recent yeah. past. Um, and, uh, so I had to go and assist and, uh, I just figured I would hop in his car and just direct him okay. to the the right place. I was, our guest we have, showed we up. We've not with, announced him yet. I know. I said his first name. Our guest showed up with Burger King. Mm-hmm. A part, I put together the narrative in my head that he stopped at Burger King on the way there, and you were already there. Like you had walked to Burger King for lunch. <laughs> well, hey there. Because I imagine that you do have walked to that Burger King before. I have not. I have not really? eaten at that Burger King. Because I know you and your wife share a car, mm-hmm. so I imagine if she has the car, you're walking to get a burger, Burger King's. And what else you got? That's walking distance. You got a Tommy's. Well, I'll tell you what I got. As you know, I have Country Folks ah, Cafe. Okay. Country with a K. That's a call ahead, right? 
Uh, it usually is. Okay. Yes. All but right. That's oh, anyway. So out. So Jimmy says, "Hey, we've got musical musical accompaniment," and out walks best friend of the show Wayne Fetterman, and I and he and he did such a great job. I enjoyed him so much and what he brought to the show that I was like, you know, I talked to him last year at the uh, at the uh, L.A. Pod Fest about being back on the show, and that never happened. So let's get him now. So Wayne Fetterman, he's here. He's back after two years. Wayne, how are you? Very good. I parked in the wrong lot. <laughs> totally your fault. Tyler, totally your fault. Well, you are in the esteemed company of avclub.com TV editor Todd Vanderwerf, who made yes. this same mistake about three weeks ago. <laughs> it's, all right. it's all right. We figured it out. Although I am fairly certain that in the email I say, take a right on Chase <laughs> oh, when you are on Langdon. Uh, okay. Well, anyway, it doesn't matter. We oh, figured just, it out. I just got way too specific yeah, about I where I live. And you're old place we were very careful about not saying quite where your neighborhood was but we have said so much about how you're right by, by the, the ford dealership and yeah. you're right yeah and there's also a jack-in-the-box you have you walked over to that i've not i really aside from wendy's i really don't go in for a lot of uh, fast food burgers it's interesting well, that yeah, jack-in-the-box has ice cream shakes that are delicious i'm not much of a shake person all right really I like well, you know on the podcast i also had mcdonald's that day so i did I'm, see I'm that. mixing it up with burger king today. my my preference is i prefer wendy's if like if i'm out and about and i have nowhere else to eat yeah. i'll go with a burger king and that's fine mcdonald's is like last that's your fine to like you, that is those fries are so good though the fries are good i don't even really like their burgers i get chicken nuggets there that's my thing i get they're called chicken mcnuggets so <laughs> As far as like drive through, like if I go to In and Out or Tommy's, I'll get a burger. If I'm mm-hmm. in any other like fast food drive through, I'm usually going with a chicken sandwich or some sort of chicken thing. Well, and that's the thing. Something that I know from uh, Wayne's various appearances on other podcasts yeah. um, is that you're a big fast food guy. That's I live what on you, it. I you live on, on fast food. Yeah. What is your number one? I don't really have a number one. Okay. I don't really. I just. I whatever's like, there. I like them all for different reasons. Okay. Which like, ones are in walking distance to your house? Well, right now, where I am staying, and I'm in the process of trying to buy a place, uh-huh. which is very frustrating. I won't go into it. Do but, you need a realtor? Okay. Why are you pointing at me? Oh, because I'm, exci- <laughs> I'm excited to recommend the guy that got us this place. Really? He's a great guy. Well, I do, I do have this girl that I'm working with right now, uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Um, what was your question? Which fast food places are near where you're staying right, right now? Right now, I am in walking distance of Jack in the Box. Okay. And so that one is, uh, I've gone through their entire menu a couple times. What's your, what's your go-to at Jack in the Box? Well, at this one, I like to get the big cheeseburger, which at my one is $1.29. Wow. For a cheeseburger. Yeah. Not a regular size, like the big cheeseburger. And then the two tacos for 99 cents. Yeah. And then the value drink for a dollar. Well, I'm out under $4. Uh, let me tell you why Jack in the Box is a regular stop for me. I get, let me guess. The shake. No. That is <laughs> you brought really it good. up. You brought it up. Yeah. But no, the regular re- the reason I go to Jack in the Box most often is because unlike every other fast food drive through like, uh, chain, mm-hmm. Jack in the Box does breakfast all day. So yes. if I sleep in on a Sunday and I want and I want breakfast at 1 p.m., I can go get yeah. a croissant sandwich at Jack in the Box. Do you remember there, there was a movie I believe it was called Falling Down? Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Yes, absolutely. And there was a great scene in that where McDonald's, because they stopped their breakfast at 10.30. 10.30, yeah. And he was there at 10.40, one of the breakfast. And then right. did he shoot up the place? I don't remember. He didn't kill anybody, but he just pulled out a gun and then insisted. This is Michael Douglas, they, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. This, was one of my, this was one of my top 10 favorite movies for many years. 
and uh, I think it's still, what I think it's still in of my all pocket. movies falling high down. school. I was in high school. All right, and oh, the idea of this guy right, like right. fighting out against society isn't that high school? All like isn't that that <laughs> oh, couldn't be more high school? I got you. I got you. You know, um, but uh, but yeah, no, and that's and it's like the two minutes, uh, two minutes later, uh, and it's like, oh no, he did. I, we've all experienced that. But what I've what I have done in the past is uh, like I'll show up to a place that's like, oh, we stop serving breakfast at ten a.m. and I know that, but if it's it's a joke that's just for me and my dumb friends, and I'll be like. Could I? Is it too late for breakfast? And it's like two hours late. Oh, right, right, it's <laughs> it's not funny, but I think it's very funny in the moment. Of course, well, can I say was an opposite frustration is that now Taco Bell. Some Taco Bells have breakfast. Mm-hmm. Who wants that? I, I I was driving and I wanted a burrito at like ten a.m. and I was like, oh, the Taco Bell is open, and I pulled into the drive-through and it was just breakfast, and I was like, they have a limited uh, menu. Uh, yeah, for breakfast. I mean, wow, it's breakfast. that is surprising. Yeah, is it like a breakfast all burrito kind of thing? I don't even. I don't even care. You didn't. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I this doesn't want. <laughs> but you, it sounds before. like you don't go into these restaurants. You just drive through. Drive through is, I think, the number one reason I eat as much fast food as I do is because I don't have to get out of the car That's to true. do it. When I when I lived in Hollywood, right by the Paramount lot, I could go to Astro Burger, which has a drive through. Although that place is cash only, which this is bullshit. It's twenty first century. Yeah, I don't carry that much cash on me. I yeah, want a turkey burger. If parking meters to to can ATM. take cards, your yeah. restaurant can. Yeah. Uh, See, Although if, I noticed some parking meters will not take my American Express, only Visa or MasterCard. That? I assume that's because there's a higher, they have to pay more. I guess uh, probably, That would yeah. be my guess. Yeah. Um, that's fair. But here's discover. something that, uh, I want to talk about exists. movies, but we, we could talk about fast food all day. But, <laughs> I uh, literally can talk about fast food all day. I can. I, okay I, as you know, I've been yes. on other podcasts and yes. we go off on the specifics of the different. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so Jack in the Box has been my. Like I've really explored that menu in a big way, in a big way. And I, 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 this is the final thing. Okay. The Jack in the Box, and this will tell you something about where I live, is open 24 hours and the dining room is open 24 huh. hours. Now, you, I know you said you wanted to move on, but. I don't know if you, that means, is that high class or low class? No, well, for most are not. Most of the drive throughs right. open 24 and it closes at 12 right. or 2 or something like that. So it's very convenient. Okay. If I want to sit down. Although late at night, they turn up the music very loud. Really? Huh. I think to keep people from loitering. Fair enough. I asked them about it and the girl, I can't remember. Oh, Jennifer. She uh-huh. said, um, she said, yeah, that came down from corporate. Really? Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Just I was like, why is it? Why is there a disco in here all of a sudden? And it's, it's fun. Go ahead. Uh, have you? Now you said you've explored the menu. Have you tried this new the Jack in the Box after nine p.m. Yes, yeah, meals? I tried it. It's not. That's not for me. That's because I don't. I don't usually eat fries. Right. So, but they are. There's a series of things that are like they're crazy, they're, but they're clearly aimed at stoners because they're like yeah. things stoners would think to do. Let's put the chicken nuggets on the burger, or right, whatever, right, that right. Sort of thing. There's one where there's a grilled cheese sandwich on top of a burger, and that's the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, I won't try those. I, yeah, I, yeah, I have to try draw the line somewhere. But uh, anything yeah. anything beyond ketchup and mustard on a hamburger is too much for me. What yeah. you're saying? Uh, mayonnaise? You wouldn't have mayonnaise? Oh my no! Ketchup anything, and mayonnaise? No cheese? Ketchup and mustard? No cheese? No bacon? No Not bacon. even a tomato or a or a or a piece of lettuce? No, guys. Let's talk movies. Okay, I'm let's sorry. talk movies. Bacon? Did I already say bacon? You said bacon already. But we're mushrooms. moving on. Wayne has determined that we are going to move on. And this, no, I feel like I could do the whole thing. And this is, everyone knows about me and fast food. And now we are to, uh, we are to the point where I get to talk about how much I love a Wayne Fetterman, uh, is, so I've gone and listened to, uh, 
you on a number of other podcasts. Do you want to name them? Uh, I listen to you on The Nerdist. Yes, never I remember funny, that one. Of course. Yes. Um, what did you say? Of course, Never Not Funny. Oh, I think you said The Nerdist, not funny, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, no comment. You know what? That Wayne Fetterman episode was good, though. Um, and the, uh, let's see, uh, something, I don't remember the name of it with uh, Ricky Lindholm. Ma- uh, making I'm it? making it. That's, that's where she t- she gives advice for young people who maybe they're living out in the country, thinking about mm-hmm. a show business career, and then she talks to actors, comedians, writers, musicians, maybe even podcast hosts, about specifically what they did to get to where they're at. Oh, Not man. just like... So it's like making it. It's like, how did you get your age? How did you? That's really so interesting. It's, uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's. I, I was unaware of it until I. And I, she's talented, very talented. Yeah, she's great. She's in movies as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you see that movie where she's naked? No. I I don't think so. Hell Baby. No, it's not Hell Baby. It's, Shit. God, what is the name of that Million movie? Million Dollar Baby. That's <laughs> what it is. Uh, let, I think it's Last House on the Left, the remake. There are a number of reasons I have not seen that movie. I'm pretty sure she's in Last House on the Left, mm-hmm. the remake that came out a couple years ago. You because, don't, yeah, you yeah, don't yeah, follow. You don't oh, watch. She it. is in it, and yeah. weirdly, she is in Million Dollar, Million Dollar Baby. Oh yeah, really? oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's she's played part of the White Trash family. You're totally right. I was making that up. Yeah, yeah I don't oh, remember. That was incredible. That, been so oh, can we gosh. play that back? Can we loop it? No. <laughs> but do you know what I remember her from? Weirdly. Is the uh, Dane Cook vehicle my best friend's girl? Ah, yes. Which is a terrible oh, movie. Oh, yes. But yeah. I used to do, as I've talked about on the show before, I used to do closed captioning on occasion, and I had to closed caption all of my best friend's girl, which means it was it was two shifts. It was two eight-hour shifts of just watching second seconds at a time. My best friend's girl. So that movie's burned into so my when memory. You, I know you've probably talked about this. So when you close caption, you just have to write it, type it out. You, you're typing it out, but you're also deciding um, where. Uh, yeah, you're deciding placement. You're deciding um, length if, of the uh, block. Yeah, uh, closed captioning hmm. is three three lines as opposed to maximum. Su- subtitling is two lines. So you have to do uh, where you break from one line to the next. Right. Uh, you. Decide. What about ums and uhs and things like that? Is that up to your discretion, or do you it, have there, a boss? There's um, there are house styles. So I, I was freelance, but I worked almost exclusively at one place, and they had a house style. Where is, was there a name for it? Is this like Helvetica style? Uh, no, I'm the place I uh, captioned. I think it was called Visual Sound. I can say that because it doesn't exist anymore. Um, but uh, it, yeah, they. So yeah, you're deciding um, how you're you know you're typing it. You're uh, breaking the lines down. Mm-hmm. It, one thing you you learn. Um, when you've got a three-line caption, the middle line has to be longer than the top uh, two. You can't have uh, the other way. If the middle one's shorter, they call that like a hamburger. It looks like a hamburger because, like, right. you've got yeah, it's, th- that's bad. Um, there, and then you're also deciding when the captions come and go, and for how long they appear. Because sometimes I see things like humming, and there'll be like a little musical note. Do you mm-hmm. write that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it's. <laughs> you know, uh, is it? Yeah, is oh, it, absolutely. Is it plot specific? I guess is 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 it is it needed? I mean. The place I worked definitely aired on the side of try to include as much as possible, but sometimes that becomes uh, confusing and actually uh, does more harm than good I would to assume. include I would assume. Uh, everything. Um, they're also very specific about how you spell certain things that don't have, like the word, uh, I don't even know if it's an official word, but woe. Yeah. A lot can of people spell it a lot of different ways. Yeah. W-H-O-A. That's how we had to do it. And I, I came in my first day, W-O-A-H, and they were like, no. No, oh, I've, I've seen people were like, "Whoa!" Yeah, and now I do W H O A all the time. Yeah. And all uh, you know, um, 
the word all right. Some people say A L R I G H T. At this place, it's two words. All words. right. Yeah. Uh, I've I've uh, having lived a, a number of places in my life. All right uh, is different depending on where. Uh, where I've lived and it's so and then I'll get used to one place then I move to another <laughs> it's like I'm sorry two words here it's like uh, but I was raised with one word <laughs> and just yeah so uh yeah so um yeah we could again like you talk about fast food I could talk about my life no I'm curious about I mean, you're the long. first one I've ever met because I've seen it I've obviously mm-hmm. numbered sometimes it's accidentally on on a yeah. Yeah, DVD it's, it's a, it is actually really interesting there's all sorts of tips like you try to make um a caption appear uh, when you can, at the same time, a shot changes onto mm. new shot. That's mm-hmm. that's the least intrusive way to do it. Yeah, also, makes... there are certain things you realize that everyone does before they're about to speak. They have just a tiny little sort of tell, like it, they raise their head or they, you know, draw in a breath or something. And a lot of times, you can time the appearance of the caption to that, and that will seem organic to the person watching it to do it that way right it uh, sounds much more nuanced than i think yeah. i assumed closed caption yeah it, it's, it's, no i can see really that i can see how could yeah. you there's a, it's almost like a dance it's yeah it's like a, you're a choreographer <laughs> but like i was merch cunningham um i did I was, I was freelance and so when the writer strike happened i guess when was was the strike in oh seven or oh seven i think seven so it was like probably like like summer of 2008 when that mm-hmm. caught up to me and being freelance there's just like suddenly like we don't have any work for you there's nothing to caption because all these shows you know had truncated seasons and there's nothing left to do so that then i had to go find another job that was so a good story that was a good story <laughs> can you uh, okay. uh, uh go ahead so keep here going. we are keep we're, talking back, about, we're back into it talking about wayne federman absolutely it's a lot of fun i <laughs> yeah. enjoyed doing it yeah um so I did that. I did yeah. making it. Uh, that's how we got to that. All right, oh, all right. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. And Ricky Lindholm yeah, yeah, was yeah. really good in my best friend. And but she's also movie. part of a very successful comedy duo. Yeah. Uh-huh. Called Garfunkel Notes. Notes. Yeah, I enjoy them quite a bit. Yeah, they're killing it. They did you ask it. which one she is? Uh, like, do they refer no, to I themselves? As I don't think the they other? do. Okay. I don't think they. It's not like they do banter. Um, but uh, hey, Garfunkel, like. <laughs> but they uh, actually, I did one. I think maybe their second show I performed. I have some early photos of them hmm. backstage because I'm also a ukulele player, as yes. we talked about before. Right. Go ahead. So, and then I, I heard you on, on one or two other things, but specifically, it was the uh, the the never not funny and the and the nerdist. Yes, that I mo- and of course our own interaction with you last time. And I believe Chris Hardwick referred to as like some, like the, like a, like the joke police or something like that, because you just, you don't let things go by. I don't, you need but to, but no, no, you're you yes. need, in, the, in the best way possible. And in, in a way that I enjoy a great deal, yeah. you need to host your own show, Wayne. All right. I've been thinking about it. All right. I have been thinking about it, but I still have not come up with an angle that I feel. At this point, I, you need I, an angle. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, at this point, I feel like I'm a great guest. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a pretty good niche. Do you not think that you could do it? Wait, do I what think? Do you not think? <laughs> do I not think? Do, do you, I have to answer in the next? All right, I got right. it. Do, do, do you or do you not think that you could do a podcast that the angle was fast food? For a month? For, I, you know. I don't know. I am such a fast food guy. I would listen to it. In every fact, I insist that you and I co-host the show oh, and talk it. about fast food. Well, it wouldn't have to week. be fast food. It could just be eating out, just in general. Like, and each episode. But is I'm a new not place. a. But I'm not really a foodie. I'm not no, really I'm like not that's not my either. thing. I like fast food. Yeah, like there's people that do that. Yeah, but I like I it, like I would find it refreshing. A like <laughs> like uh, wait, a, refreshing but yeah. not delightful. Not this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would find it refreshing and then probably eventually delightful, depending on how many episodes right. I listen to. Look, here's how you could make this 
Sorry, uh, lasts more than a month. You totally interrupted me. Oh, I, thought I was going to talk about why it was refreshing, David. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry, it's but I, have, I just had a great idea. So. You're not a foodie, but you are a funny, articulate guy who feels passionately, though though not a foodie, feels passionately about food. And you would be talking about stuff that foodies do not eat, and like that's all right. That would all be refreshing. Right. I, I, all right, and, I, I, I'm listening. And the way this could last more than a month is at least once a week, some fast food chain is introducing a new item. You know, you got your you got your pretzel pub chicken at Wendy's, or right. things like this. You do a review a week of whatever a new item is or a new promotion they're doing. That's the show. I got it. I, I, I hear what you're saying. Obviously, you can tell by my eyes averting uh-huh. yours that I'm rejecting it, but I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to make you feel bad that you keep pitching this idea that I think is okay, right. Here's but what not it, great. Do you Here's, mind if I just do the show then? <laughs> take it. Take it. I'd like, may I be a guest? Maybe yes. not the first, but yes. I would love to be a guest. It that. would still be, you know, whatever the title would be, you know, with Wayne Fetterman, but you're the host. <laughs> um yeah, but what you could do is you could have like a, an episode of, you know, in which you talk you about pitching this to me. Now. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> just I like the idea of a whole episode, a whole show revolving around a very minute, small thing. You know, like, right? Like only like the latest things on fast food menus. But then in the last ten seconds, you throw out like a diehard political opinion, <laughs> and just like you're like, so you know what the uh, pretzel pub burger? You know what I give it an A plus. And incidentally, Obamacare was a huge mistake. <laughs> I'll see you next week. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so back to movies, which is to say, two yes. movies. Yes. yes. Do you um, like movies? That's yeah. What we you enjoy know. movies. It's my favorite form of entertainment. We talked about this last time. Absolutely. All the forms of entertainment. I feel it's my favorite, okay. even more than stand-up comedy, which I've dedicated the bulk of my adult life to. Mm-hmm. I like. I'd rather go see a movie than I think than a stand. I, as a rule, I, it's my favorite. Like mm-hmm. sitting at theater, lights go down, and then you get to feel. Now, let me ask you that. I, I recently on uh, on YouTube, I had seen a, a video in which somebody talked about you know the rules for watching a movie mm-hmm. and of course and david and i have done something like that as well and and he was it was quite amusing the way he did it. he's like it goes first off shut up <laughs> just seriously shut up that's number one number two uh tell your friends to shut up and then like he just <laughs> yeah. and, but that's... then there was one which was like no snacking oh interesting and he said and like i was on board with like no cell phone use no text like all this stuff and he's got to no snacking and it's like while i absolutely understand like a cellophane wrapper I don't, i'm a no snacking guy you and i no are on snacking. different sides yeah. Of really yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah you all right, let's go at it. This uh, is it. We got a point counterpoint. This is me getting highfalutin. Fast this food is, meets this, movies. This is We're it. Here. I see what happened. This is me getting all highfalutin here, but they don't sell nachos at a museum. You don't walk around with nachos in your hand when you're looking because at, you're at paintings. Because you're walking. You realize you're walking. <laughs> you think that's that's the thing, because you're sitting. Yes, that is the entire thing. Okay. Keep going. So, What's you, your other point? So if Because <laughs> that one's gone. So if you went to a museum now and the... Like, and you were sitting either on a conveyor belt or the paintings were on a conveyor belt. You would sit and eat nachos and look at paintings and talk about. Okay, let's the, talk about this conveyor belt museum in your head. So first you're off, sitting in a chair. First off, it is a great idea. So, and wait, the paintings go by or the people are on conveyor I'm belts? It could go either way. I think probably for insurance reasons, the paintings go by. Right. I don't want, you know, people to get caught in the. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me. Can I, can I add to your theory in that if you go to <clears throat> like a. To go see the symphony. Uh-huh. There's not a lot of people eating popcorn yeah. and jujubes. Yeah. yeah. So there not, you go. Now you made my point. 
right. uh, but in know. a sporting event, you would. Yeah, but sporting event is not art, right? So I, I see what I see what you're saying, and there and that's the thing. There are movies that I, it's like I walk in hungry, and I'm going to walk out hungry. Right. It's like I'm not going to uh-huh. like you know I'm not going to get some popcorn for the pianist, you know, uh-huh. or something like that. Avengers, I feel wrong if I'm not eating popcorn because it, like there's literally a genre of movies, right? Yeah, it's hold on, I have to clear my throat. Okay, <clears throat> but like, <clears throat> but like yeah, the pop, isn't a the popcorn, popcorn movie? Yeah. Like does that I, isn't does that, that a genre you? of movies? A popcorn movie, I, I guess, but uh, that doesn't. It's it's still uh, look. I'm I'm past the point of like judging people for eating. Like, of course, uh, of course, movies. It's just it doesn't appeal to me. And I've also I'm also not going to lie and say I've never done it. There's been times when no. I was like at a film festival where I'm seeing five movies in a day and I just need to free eat something while in between. Oh, I'm, absolutely. I, yeah. I'll grab a, a hot dog or some popcorn because I just. But I have it. I have been in movies where the chewing of someone's behind me was loud and yeah. Distracting. Oh, yeah. I get it. The, <laughs> when I saw the midnight screening of uh, the final Harry Potter movie. Right. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen it. Temple of Doom. Um, yes, that's the that's last the one. one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but so I'm not sure how much I can spoil about the final Harry Potter movie. But there's a part where he's essentially removed from reality and is in sort of limbo. It's just him and Dumbledore yeah. in this big area, mm-hmm. and it's just very, them talking. Very good scene. And it's also very a very quiet scene. And I'm sitting there, and the get to whole, that in a minute. <laughs> I'm sitting there watching this very quiet scene that's pretty much at the climax of the movie. And behind me, all I'm hearing is. <laughs> And I turn around, and it's a father and his son who are as transfixed by the movie as anyone else. Right. So transfixed that they're not realizing how loud their yeah, Kit Kats right, and right, their M&Ms right. are. And they're just sitting there, like, looking wide-eyed up at the screen and yeah. stuffing stuff in their face. And what I thought – the other thing I thought is this movie's like, two and a half hours long. We're at the end here. Did they – Buy enough food to eat for the entire time, oh. or like sometimes I do pace. I do pace with the popcorn. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I'll take a little at the beginning, and then I'll back, you know, tighten the top. Oh, that's, I don't want that's, anything that's to fall not, into it. That's also not roll up the distracting top. at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, if you get a certain wait, well, size, wasn't the last yeah. Harry Potter divided into two movies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then this the, is la- the second one. This is the second half. So this is with the two end. and a half hours. It, yeah, yeah. This is. Yeah, they're both very long movies. And even then it felt rushed. That last one bothered me. I didn't think it, it bothered you. Yeah, I didn't think it was very good. I saw it in three dimensional. Really? Yeah. I did not. Did yeah, that, did that, that help my first IMAX three D experience. What did you well, have you seen all the Harry Potters? Mm, no. Okay. No. But I want to see how it how it ended. <laughs> okay. Fair I want to see. It's I like, like breaking bad. It's and it's so frustrating because and I we can get back to the food thing in a moment. Um uh it's so frustrating because it was split into two movies. Seven point one is um, is I love it. I think I it's love amazing. That you call it that. Go ahead. Right. Well, I didn't know. What no, else no, to no. Call I it. like yeah. it. I totally know what you meant by that. Um, I thought it was amazing. I thought right. it like it did like character stuff that I thought was great. And and it, it, in that moment, it actually justified being split into two because it then could allow the characters to breathe a little bit uh, without just cramming stuff in. Point two comes along, mm-hmm. and those moments are mostly gone. And then it's just event, event, event. Event, battle, and, battle. Yeah. And even the battle, battles aren't handled remarkably well. And so, like, it, so this series that I genuinely loved and was always excited to see the next one, it ended on with a, kind of a whimper to me. I think I was, by the time the movie's, and I said this on the show before, I think I was such a fanboy of 
the franchise from the mm-hmm. from the books. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also really like the movies. I, I'm not really objective about it, so I don't. I can't really give it. I didn't review it for the website because I like feel like I'm too much of a geek for this. You so, loved it, yeah. I, I love all the books and movies. No, I don't. Love Did all you the see any of them in three dimensional? No, no. I see very few things in in 3D. If I if right. I if I can avoid the 3D, I usually do. Unless it's something. What about graffiti? Uh, I don't what? know if that's how you pronounce it. <laughs> Uh, oh, gravity! Yes, I saw. I saw. I saw gravity. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. Um, it's gravity. Okay. Uh, I saw that in 3D because that's what I was going to say. If it was from the inception, shot uh, with 3D cameras, and okay, that, you know, it wasn't shot with 3D cameras. Uh, gravity wasn't. Yeah, gravity. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm pronouncing it. Differently. That's the French pronunciation. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was shot with regular cameras and then oh, converted. Okay. Well. Then I guess I but did they it wrong. did. Ha- I it think was a they- great conversion. I'll say that. Like yeah, yeah. It, 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 looked, it didn't bother me at all. It usually, I, I don't know. No, but I'm saying you could have seen that in two dimensional. Why did you go see 3D when earlier on this very podcast you said you try to avoid 3D if possible? Well, I'll tell you. I get. The, I think part of the reason that I you saw were it in 3D is because it was a. Uh, award screening that was for free ah. <laughs> at the DGA. Okay, I'm it's sure like, a lot of your listeners the... <laughs> are very happy to hear that you're on these lists. <laughs> <laughs> we have gotten that Yeah, you must us. have gotten a lot. I'm sorry, I apologize to the I listeners to, out there. Yeah. I get it. I, right. I, I, but I said it last week. We did, we did our 350th episode last week, and I talked about how thankful I was that I've been able to do things like that. Because no I, about it. I, I pay for movies so rarely anymore, and that's something that I well, try keep not talking to take. about it. Keep I talking to, about I try that. Not to take for granted. No, I'm saying that for the <laughs> listeners. I try not to take that for granted, and I don't. I try not to when I'm writing reviews or talking about a movie. Uh, I try to keep in mind that the people that I'm either recommending or not recommending it to will have to pay to see it. Yeah, know? they're going to be so pending, like, sp- spending like fifteen dollars a yeah, ticket like, for this. There are movies that I like, right? Because of the extra, you have to pay extra for those three dimensional right, glasses, yeah, right? right? Yes. So there are movies like. Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. It's a it's a fine time at the movies. Like it's not mm-hmm. it's not it's not horrible. It's it's fun. It's just sort of silly. But I would feel guilty saying go spend twelve dollars to see Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. Yeah. Right. So I keep it. In, that's what, all this is to say I keep that in mind. Can I make one observation about gravity? I think okay. that's the way you pronounce it, right? Uh, that's the American I'm just saying gravity. English yeah. language pronunciation. All right, sounds weird coming out of my mouth, but I'm gonna I'm gonna run with it. Uh-huh. Uh, was uh, there's a point in the movie and. Mm-hmm. I'm not giving away the ending or anything. Okay. There's a point in the movie where things go wrong. I think we know this from the trailer, <laughs> right? That's what happens the entire movie, right? Yeah, yeah, That's same. the premise of it's the, the movie. Same, it's the yeah. same as All is Lost. Same. It's gravity on water. Yeah. yeah. Do you see so, All is Lost yet? Not yet. Okay. Oh, I have. So there's something where something goes wrong. But on top of that, there's other like little ticking clock situations yeah. in the movie. And one of those is her oxygen is going down. Yeah. And she's breathing too hard. Mm-hmm. And so to calm her down... He, uh, George Clooney gets her to, as you want to with every woman, just reminisce about her dead child. I think that's the best way. If you're breathing and you just want to calm down and relax and get in the zone, just have any woman Let's reminisce incorpor- yeah. about yeah. their dead child. Let's incorporate some tears into this as well. <laughs> yeah, it's the craziest thing. It's a that, classic new age te- yeah, relaxation technique. It. Everyone yeah. does that. And well, then, put on some didgeridoo music and just think about the people you've lost. <laughs> some, maybe some whale sounds. <laughs> yeah, so it's, 
So well, we're on, we're on gravity now, and uh, we didn't intend to be. Okay, we, we don't have to be. We can go on to anything. About gravity. There is no Everyone's intention here. It. It's fine. Right, uh, right. We've all seen yeah, it. Yeah, let's get into it, shall we? Oh, yeah. I, that's my catchphrase that I say when we get into the topic of the show. Since there's no topic, apparently. Yeah. I'm saying it now. Let's get into it, shall we? Well, before we go on, we were talking about something else before we got to... We were talking about eating at a movie theater. Oh, oh yeah. yes. Okay. Yeah. And what was the other things on that list besides... No, we, or was that the whole well, point? Well, I want to say one thing that I have kept myself for years. Because yeah. I know in the film geek community that the whole Alamo Drafthouse thing is like, that's the mecca. That's where you go. It's, an, uh, it's a chain. They serve there, right? And that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I love that they kick people out for texting. And I love that they show all these great movies, but it is the least appealing sounding thing in the world to me that I'm smelling someone's fucking like grilled onion chicken sandwich while I'm trying to watch a movie. And also you're being, you're being served by wait staff. Like Wayne, you're a comedian. Yes. Like people at comedy clubs are being served and there's like the check drop and all that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. That's got to be disruptive. No doubt. There's some comedians that don't allow service. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I am not on that level. Oh, okay. Fair <laughs> I don't know the way I can demand anything um, from the club, but uh, but that's the, and so like so that's distracting certainly to the performer. But of course, you can't distract a movie; it already exists. But you can distract other people around you. Yeah. So I've never gone to a theater like that, and there's one in Pasadena that does. There's that. one in Marino Ray as well, and okay. they do well. Correctly, they oh, do because yeah. you're like sitting in business class. Yeah, yes, not the idea. Them. Yeah, but it's and that's the thing in that valet moment, parking. I would, I would assume. No, I've heard so they have that. Probably. Yeah. I'm not kidding. I would assume. And they are opening in Alamo downtown. Okay. And uh, that's. Here. And I want to try it. You're calling it Alamo. Alamo Draft House. Yeah, because literally I thought you said Elmo. And I was like, oh, oh that's a weird that's the French sponsor. It's <laughs> a weird sponsor. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I know. I, I understand the guy that runs Elmo as a child toucher. So yeah. Yeah. maybe. I never saw that documentary. I feel like it would disturb me. But the right. documentary was before that came out, right? Yes. The documentary I guess doesn't so. include that stuff. Yeah, it's but, just about him, Kevin Clash is his name, but that, right? Yeah, but that would just... It sounds like a drummer for a punk band, by the way. It does, yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, and so uh, so I always wanted to go to a movie theater like that, but I feel like it would be... It's so much about everything except the movie. I kind you know of... I mean? I, I'm in a mixed... I'm mixed about it. Okay. Because I do, I do kind of agree, like, I like eating popcorn in a movie, but yeah. I wouldn't want a waiter coming around uh-huh. during yeah. a movie. Yeah, I would not want it. That I know, but if I had a burger, you know, I've had the nachos. I have. Have you ever had the nachos in the movie theater? Oh yeah. Have you ever had a hot dog in a movie? Theater? I have. I remember I ate nachos when you and I saw Chuck a lot thirteen years ago. <laughs> That's a weird right. movie. I, theoretically, chocolate would be the the ideal in theory, uh, accompaniment. Yes. But I I had nachos. Get I yourself was a bunch of crunch. Yeah. Uh huh. A bunch of crunches, salad. I don't that's know what good, that is. That's a good candy. It's like a crunch bar, but it's broken up into like little pieces, and it's delicious. You know what's good? What's that? At the ArcLight is the caramel <laughs> popcorn that they make uh, on on site. Uh, as a former ArcLight employee, I used to have to make the uh, caramel popcorn. I'll tell you what, that's a plum shift to draw when when, when you get assigned to making the caramel popcorn because that's all you got to do all day. And most of it is just standing around waiting for it to cool, and you don't have to deal with any customers ever. That's the best shift at the ArcLight. That's if you don't like people. Yes. Which okay. Is, is that your That's my thing. thing. Yeah. You don't like people. I, I, you resent them. I think like a lot you of- You look down on them. Like a lot of liberals. Yeah. I, like, I love people in the abstract as a collection of, of, of people. Individually, one-on-one, there are very few people that I enjoy the company of my, whose company I enjoy. Wow, I'm almost like the opposite. Yeah? Yeah. Maybe I'm not a liberal, but I have, like, I love individual people, 
And when they get into groups, I tend to not like them. That's why I'm not in any political party. Yeah, I'm also, I, I yeah, I didn't call myself a Democrat because I'm also uh, not a registered member of any political party. Watch out. Uh, and Watch I, out. Be careful. Uh, and yeah, I also, I'm very much not a joiner. So I guess there are things about groups of people that I don't like either. The mob mentality. Yeah. Uh, there's How about that, you, Tyler? <laughs> Uh, I am affiliation. communist, uh, communist. I am a reg- I'm Marxist. Not, I think I'm registered independent, but uh, I skew more conservative these days. And, you do? Uh, Interesting. Yes. Oh, so, I, so do you guys ever talk about that on the show? We have once or twice. Listeners yeah. te- seem not to care for it. Yeah. <laughs> we, we had a period, maybe about a year and a half ago, where we were talking about it a lot. And well, we had a lot of, okay, we can move on. A lot of we people can, turned on us. It was in the midst of the election, so I was like, I was always very, and, and I was like, really fascinated by like the republican primaries oh, but, but this is tyler's problem is that he is unable to stop listening to the opinions of people who are that are dumb and that piss him off whereas i like i know oh if i go over to that corner of the internet i'm just gonna get angry i'll just avoid that right, tyler right. does not have it the can willpower be to resist. it can be difficult when your co-host your guests your community and your listeners all disagree with you it, <laughs> it's a little exhausting yeah but we do have that's a neither here nor listenership i do want to get to gravity um, because we're done with the food thing. We're d- I think I, maybe not. Maybe not. We're not. I feel like with yeah. me, it's always it'll get. We'll get there. We don't know like, where. It's. Let's put a pin in this list of rules, though, because I want to come back. Yes, you, I do. You said no. You said no talking and no, no te- snacking. No Was there anything no else? Texting, no texting. Don't tell your friend. You know, don't tell, tell, your, tell friend. your friends to shut up. Yep. And no. In fact, no go eating. to the movies alone. No, works, works for me. Yeah, I like I it. think that was it. I don't remember off okay. the top of my head. It was actually it was more committed to being like funny, but like when it got to the no snacking. I mean, it's like the no talking and no texting, the nature of it is disruptive to other people. If you're in theory able to eat no. quietly. But there's also a smell with food. There is a smell. Okay. There is that as well. Yes, I suppose. That, that, that's um, all right. So that it. was all right. But that's the thing. Like I'm, I like to eat during movies, but of course I don't eat during certain movies. And if I hit a quiet moment, I will not eat during that moment. And I say, uh, as much, it, it has so much to do with the theater thing for me. At home, I eat constantly while I'm watching TV and oh, movies, yeah. including I was watching recently the uh, Finally Catching Up. I don't know if you've heard of this uh, documentary series called The Staircase from 2004. Mm-mm. It's amazing, and I had been hearing it's amazing since, like, 2004. I finally watched it the other day, and I'm literally eating, like, popcorn while uh, while they're showing, like, pictures of the guy's dead wife in a pool of blood at the bottom of the stairs <laughs> because i don't have that same rule it all the rules change when i'm at home oh, microwave popcorn i'm assuming yes okay uh uh jolly time smart balance uh because i'll tell you why zero grams of trans fat oh that's okay. good microwave popcorn that's one of the biggest things for uh, trans fans. Hey, yeah. we don't need your political agenda here. <laughs> We're trying to talk movies. Yeah. Stop pushing your... Go ahead. I get it. I'm racist, David. <laughs> um, so, uh, okay. So I want to move on to Gravity. Yes. Because as of today, uh, because of the fantasy Oscar draft that I'm a part of... Mm-hmm. Um, I like that you didn't uh, pursue that. You just, <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's a thing. The Tyler accept it and move on. Tyler said those um, words. I'm oh. doing better than I did last year, but I'm still like in last because my my stuff is uh, the points will start kicking in once we get into like past the critics awards stage. You didn't put all your uh, all, all your chips into uh, prisoners and Labor Day, did you? Right. <laughs> I did not. Um, but. Uh, but yeah, so but like for example, Tom Hanks is getting no critics awards love at all. But when it comes time for like Golden Globe nominations, SAG award nominations, and all that kind of thing, that's when I'll start getting points for him. That's neither here nor there. So I've been following critics awards and stuff. And today, the Los Angeles Film Critics Association uh, 
director Alfonso Cuaron, which I is expected. Uh, picture it was a tie How between, about, uh, between her uh-huh. and Gravity, right? And that's the thing. Gravity, of course, and and it's winning a lot of technical awards. Uh, I have it as my catch-all uh, for the Oscars, so I'm going to get some points there. Um, well, I'll say this: Gravity is not currently in my top ten of the year. Her is in my top five, and I haven't seen I haven't seen her yet. Gravity, I think, is lingering around nine or ten. Uh, I assume when I as I Wait, see more things, it'll I, probably I have drop not out. seen her. Is that the Charlton Heston movie about the? Gladiator, or a... <laughs> <laughs> it's the musical remake. It's her yeah. with an exclamation yeah, yeah. point. Her. Um, yes, that's exactly what it is. Okay, because I've seen clips from that, but I, uh, it looks exciting. <laughs> um, so, but like, so Gravity is, and it gets it gets like cinematography and editing pretty regularly, and that's fine too. But uh, now, if it was if it was winning screenwriting awards, then I'd have a major problem with it. But like. I I like the movie. I think it's I think it's so visually dynamic and it just draws you in and it's right. amazing. But it really I was talking with my friend the other day. It it is very much like a roller coaster ride and people say that oh the movie's like a roller coaster. This one is very much like it because the minute I was done with it I wasn't thinking about it. You know, it didn't stick with me. It it's it's such a visceral thing that like once it's over I I've moved on. Uh and then you're saying that's as criticism. I don't know if that's a criticism. I mean, well, I know, David ma- doesn't even think it's in his top ten films. Yeah, and so. I think that part of it was is, that part of your reasoning is that the experience is. Um, uh, I guess what I was saying is the experience is, is ephemeral. It's it's great while you're watching it, and then it's it's gone. It's, it's a very it's a wisp of a movie yeah. that in the moment is so immediate and visceral, but it, yeah, I guess I'm just repeating what Tyler said. Yeah, it but is very there, quickly. But is there anything and, wrong with that? Like, is every movie supposed to stick with you in the same way? That's a good question. Uh, I don't have I don't have the answer to that. I know when I saw Graffiti, I uh, <laughs> that's the Italian pronunciation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I thought it was a I thought I had kind of a it stuck with me for a little bit. I was I was pretty much. I mean, it's like a video game that movie. Yeah, it's like you got to get to this to get the coins to go to that <laughs> to get the thing to go yeah. to that, and then you get to go home. Well, I think. <laughs> uh, and then when she jumped on that turtle, it really threw me. <laughs> Tyler and I have talked about doing an episode about this this sort of very thing, like how your relationship to a movie changes the further you get from the time you watched it or the more time and you revisit it. And that is a valid criticism. Oh. And like a, another movie that is in my top ten right now, I don't know uh-huh. if I'll say there, is Inside Lewin Davis, which I left thinking that was a very good Coen Brothers movie. Right. Within a few days, I was like, that is it was a really, really great movie. Uh-huh. It, it had the opposite uh, effect mm-hmm. of, of gravity. Yeah, and so like it had weightlessness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And when it makes, when you think about it, gravity should not. It's, that's the last thing it should have been called. <laughs> um, but uh, so, like, but Wayne, like you said that you, and that's the thing. Like, I, I can't say I didn't enjoy. Good, gravity. No, it's a good question. I'm pondering it. I'm okay. actually, I don't have a flippant answer for okay, you. Okay, I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm thinking about that. that. And also, I'm thinking about movies you don't want to see again. Does oh, that yeah. mean? It's oh, not a yeah. good movie. We have talked about that. No, that, I don't think that does mean it's not. You a feel good you take that completely off the table. Yeah, I mean, one of the best movies of the year so far is the documentary "The Act of Killing." Yeah. I'll probably never watch that again. It was one of the most like upsetting and harrowing things, like two hours that I ever sat through. But it's right. still one of the best movies of the year. Yeah, it, as opposed to like, there are movies that I can watch over and over again and like, enjoy them every time. Two Guns. 
I didn't see two guns. I you liked guns. it. It was you a blast. It, right? I would so. totally watch it again. It's yeah. not on my. Not, it's not in my top twenty-five movies of the year, <laughs> but I would totally watch it again. And so, but like there are movies that all that I would gladly watch over and over again. But I wouldn't. I'm not sure if I would consider that if that makes them a great movie as opposed to something I like feel Schindler's like, List. For my opinion, okay. I and then again, I'm still thinking this out. Okay. Uh, open to revise. I'm. A, <laughs> what do they say on the house floor? Uh, to revise and extend my remarks. Uh, um. Yeah, advi- revise and extend. I yeah, it's something, something like, like that. that. Something, yes. So in other words, I might revise this at a later uh-huh. date. At a later date, but I do feel like my favorite movies in the history of Hollywood. And we have about a little over a hundred years now to, mm-hmm. of movies are the ones I do like to watch over and over again. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like that's something, and almost every time I watch it, I get a little something different. Yeah. Like in Jaws, I can keep seeing that movie. I can see Casablanca a number of times. Yeah, I've I seen, can see Reservoir Dogs. Uh, I I just keep seeing these movies over and over, and I love them. So I've I do Jaws, feel like it is. Yeah. I did so. I'm going to disagree with David here. I feel like that does add something to me. So if a movie affects you powerfully, but mm-hmm. in a way that is upsetting, you think of that as a as a demerit? Then you mean like Schindler's List? Schindler's List is a good example. Yeah, yeah. Um, or, uh, Dancer in the Dark. If you ever saw that? Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's the Bjork yeah. movie with the uh, one yeah. of the most devastating movies ever made. That was. Yeah. That Does movie, that... can we talk about that movie for one second? Okay. It's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah, me too. What I loved about that movie, and I can't remember the name of the director. Lars von Trier. Yes, it's Lars von Trier. Um, was the beginning of the movie, there was like a picture of a painting that slowly morphed a little bit. This is like maybe four minutes of just this uh-huh. music and a slow montage. Not montage, just this painting that slowly changes color. I'm like, this is terrible. <laughs> this is awful. This is everything. I, this is pretentious. This is everything I hate about movie. This is like you don't care about the audience. But the movie was so good afterwards that it was able to overcome that initial mm-hmm. annoyance. I've, That's how I, I really like that movie a lot. And it was. But is it a lesser movie than Casablanca because it's harder to rewatch? No, because I don't. I just feel like it's. That's a good question. Yeah, that's a good it's, question. It's not striving. I don't striving. get a joy because I don't get joy out of it. Yeah, it's not yeah. striving. It's not striving for rewatchability, whereas the Avengers is. Mm-hmm. Like it's meant to be seen several times, not because you can always unpack more, but because it's just so much fun, and you all you want to go back to. You know, I have a, I have an annual membership to Disneyland. I go back to the same rides over and over. Which are what? Well, I'll tell you. Yeah, no, I, I asked you. Okay, Pirates. Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, Indiana Jones. Both made into movies, interesting. Yeah, Haunted Mansion also made into a movie, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Um, Any ride that's not been made into a movie that you like? I am. Yeah, I'm. Hold on. I, which was based. Indiana on Jones was a movie first, right? There wasn't a ride first. I don't. I, you know what? I don't think so. I don't think so. Yes, it was. not that ride better right. than seventy? But they both have time movie times. Yes. Uh-huh. I just um, think it's curious. I do enjoy the Matterhorn quite a bit. So not a movie. Not a movie. Right yet. Uh, and then, um, and I like Space Mountain. You do? Yeah. More than the Matterhorn or less? Probably more. Because I, you're in the dark? Yeah. And it's, and it moves faster. Mm-hmm. But I do but I like the rickety quality of the Matterhorn. Even though they recently redid the the ride itself, like it does feel like mm, this, this feels good, dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like um, this. I, I, no, I, as a guy this will sound counterintuitive at first, but as a guy who's really into roller coasters, actually, like, you don't really have to say you're a guy. We all know that. Uh, as a male who's into <laughs> roller coasters, 
Uh, I actually find that Matterhorn and uh, bobsleds and Space Mountain are my least favorite things at Disneyland because when I want a roller coaster, I want to go to a place that really has a thrilling, like, oh my God, I'm going to die roller oh, coaster. California Screaming on the other side is, pretty, is a lot of fun. I've never been to Adventure, what's it called? Adventure Time? I, I don't know what it's called. Um, California Adventure. California Adventure. Jerk. Uh, and that just, anyway. But my favorite rides at Disneyland are the ones where, like, I like all the kids' ride, the you know, the, in the, the dark fan, rides. Fantasyland. Yeah. Uh, I like all of those. Be careful uh, what you're saying because it sounds a little creepy. <laughs> but I like the ones that. <laughs> As a male, I like all the kids' rides. Yeah. That's yeah. what you said. Uh, but the rides where there's a story, that's why I like Pirates is great uh, yeah. at, at that. Indiana Jones, the story's a little thin. Uh, I'm not joking. Uh, they're all thin. Uh, I, but I really like uh, the. Uh, Song of the South one. What's it called? The oh, Splash Mountain. Splash Mountain. Yeah. I love Splash Mountain. <laughs> I tend to like so, stuff with more imagination than just a, a thrill, which yeah. is why I like Matterhorn, because at least then, like, there's the atmosphere of, like, oh, you're in this mountain and here's the abominable snowman and all right, that right. Kind of thing. Now, on earlier, I'm going to loop back. We talked about I was on The Nerdist. Yeah. Now, in The Nerdist, we talked about my association with a roller coaster society am it, i allowed to talk about that here or no you absolutely or, are it is wait. insane that we organically arrived here american coaster enthusiasts yes, yes. I, I was I'm a member a, i'm not a member but i'm aware of them <laughs> yes i was I a, a member i still have enthusiast. the card i was a member for a year so i'm a huge coaster fan yeah huge and i assume when you ride a coaster you want to go to six flags right yeah in, in this area six can flags you, here's my trivia question can you name the six flags Oh, what this? Oh, what the flags are? Mm-hmm. I didn't even know they represented something. Yeah, really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I couldn't I couldn't tell well, you. Well, I'll tell you. Well, I'll give you a little hint. Uh-huh. They're the six flags that have flown over the state of Texas. Okay, so uh, the American flag. Yes, that's one. God's American. The, the Texas yes, state flag. That's two. We Man. only have four more to go. The Mexican, Mexican flag. Correct. French. Correct. French. Yes, of course. Uh, we Spain. Spain. Yes. And the sixth one is my favorite. Oh man! Oh my gosh! They're flown over the state of Texas. The sixth one. Uh, I don't. I'm uh, Portugal. It know. is the Confederate flag. Oh, oh. of course. <laughs> that is, that's your, and that's your favorite, obviously. Well, it's funny that like the name of your company, one of the flags yeah. in your company is the Confederate flag. Yeah, I got a sense of their history. I like that. <laughs> you know. The Confederate um, flag <laughs> flies over Six Flags, and they do have the best roller coasters. Yeah, in the no, not even a question, right? Yeah, I mean, Out, I, in the in the United States. Well, I haven't been to uh, what's Kings the, Dominion or the something. Kings in, in Ohio. Yeah, that's yeah. supposed to be really incredible. Great. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, what do you think of Disneyland? I mean, because if if you're a fan of roller coasters, what do you? Not, think? I don't. I don't. I mean, Space Mountain and my like. Okay. I like thrill ride roller coasters. Okay, so you don't. I go to Disneyland like the... for a whole different. Okay, and I don't go that often. Okay, but you still like it. But you just go for a different. It's not the happiest place on earth to me. I just <laughs> you uh, know okay. uh, you say you return to the same rides over and over again. Yeah. I tend to return to the same websites that describe all the different ways people have died at Disneyland and Disney World over and over again. It's a favorite pastime of mine to go back and reread about people who have been. Flattened by the monorail or uh, what what have you. I recognize that these deaths do not happen very often. However, I go enough that I'm starting to think the odds are against me. Like, if, yeah. Do you have a season pass? I do. And what does uh, that run you? Uh, they, it goes up every year, of course. Yeah. There are a lot of tiers. You have a lower tier one. Yes. And there's a lot of tiers EA right, 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 as well. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you mean uh, just to the fact you're a grown man at Disney. And, and tears of joy, yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was just the sadness of just like I can't escape this feeling I want to recreate as a child. 
<laughs> How old were you when the first time you went? Uh, I was probably five, if I had to guess. Maybe six. Do you remember know. it? Uh, no. No, no. Yeah. Um, it is I mean, I'm sure. Uh, Did you see Saving Mr. Banks? I'm seeing it Tuesday. Oh. I'm screening on Tuesday. Did you see it? Not only did I see it, but I went to because uh, a friend of mine is in the academy. Like, there's many levels of getting screening events. Yeah, like yeah. We're back to the tiers. Yes, we're back to the tiers. <laughs> yeah. um, there's the lowest is you're in, like, SAG. Like, that would be, like, I get well, I'm some... pretty sure the lowest is you're in the Online Film Critics Society. <laughs> no, it's below that. I don't know. I don't know if that's true, because there's SAG, and then there's SAG nominating committee. Those are the people that nominate. Okay. Right. Then Writers Guild, which is I'm in. But a friend of mine is in the actual Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts, and Science. So she gets these insane... Yeah. Like how she gets wooed, yeah, uh-huh. and so she takes me to some of these events sometimes at the Linwood Dunn Theater, right? Uh, uh, it's not even that; it's like private things at people's oh. houses. Oh wow! And uh, but this one was a sing along with the guy Sherman. Oh neat! At oh, wow. the Beverly Hills Hotel, and with there, so the cast is there: Emma Thompson. Mm. Sean Penn is singing, and we're all doing sing-along of all these Mary Poppins songs by the guy who wrote those songs. Right. The, the brother died. One of the Sherman right. brothers yeah. died. So, I have to assume Sean Penn really brought the room down. With his chimchinnery. Like, like yeah, emo- yeah. emotionally, I mean. Like, just really angst, made it really angsty. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not a huge Sean Penn fan. You don't. Um, He's too yeah. serious for you. It's he he tries to be too serious. Yeah, like yeah. It's like, just let it come from the character. You don't have to prove anything. Um <laughs> But that sounds like so much fun. It was incredible. Okay. And I was at the same table with Fred Willard. Oh, right. that's awesome. Like it was ins- yeah, yeah. It was and part really of me feels good. And Jacqueline Bissett was there. <laughs> we me- from my childhood is always from the deep is the reason why. Oh yeah, heard. with Nick Nolte and Robert Shaw. It doesn't I don't even know who else was in the movie. <laughs> she was underwater with the thing and it was very fun. Um part of me wonders like yeah. okay, so you saw the movie and you had this experience. Yes. Okay. Part of me wonders like like, let's say the movie wasn't very good. Right. Even if the movie's not very good, I feel like you can't help but associate it with positivity. Yeah, that's why they do that. That's yeah. why they do it. Yeah. It feels somehow They wrong. hire a publicist to yeah. do it. Yeah. yeah. And part of me is like, oh, I want nothing more than that, but I also don't want to be biased. <laughs> you know? um, but the movie is wonderful. So I'm, is ex- wonderful. I'm super excited. It, it, yeah. can, it can backfire, though, because I saw Dallas Buyers Club at the aforementioned Linwood Dunn Theater yeah. on the, uh, the Academy's Theater. Uh, and there was a Q&A afterwards um, with uh, the writers and one of the producers and Jared Leto. Now, Jared Leto is amazing in the movie, but sitting through the Q&A of him uh, makes would make me less likely to vote for him because he's such a tool. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Wait, was he just pretentious? So I, I, I talked about this on my other podcast. I'm not sure if I told the stories here about some of the stuff he said. But here's the, I'll just give you... Just the, I'll give you just one. Give me one thing that he said. Ugh. They were talking about how there were no rehearsals. They didn't do any rehearsing on Dallas Buyers Club, and so the moderator said, "So you just step in front of the camera and start acting." And Jared Leto corrected him, said, "No, I'd start living, then I'd step in front of the camera." Ah, <laughs> isn't that? <laughs> there goes a nomination. Yeah, there goes a nomination. Um, isn't that just the worst? Yeah. Quick, uh, the uh, the thing about the other thing great. about the Linwood Dunn that was funny is that uh, <laughs> that theater it's a, it's a very nice theater it's a, the Academy so there's a lot of you can't bring food or anything uh, so we were, I went with my girlfriend and they she had a bottle of water and they said at security like sorry to go put that in the car so she went all the way to the car with a bottle of water came all the way back they looked in her purse they were like oh you can't have gum and she said 
why don't you just tell me all the things that I can't have, and I'll go put them all in the car? You couldn't anyway. bring a pack of gum into Yeah, a, an opened pack of gum. Maybe it was unopened, but you couldn't bring gum. Well, you know, gum. speaking of Disneyland, they don't sell gum there. Do you know that? They do not sell I guess gum. you're right. Like, yeah. It's something I don't because think Because it's about. one of the hardest things to clean up. Off that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. A friend of mine... Uh, okay, By the so, way, again, let me ask you another question. Okay. Epcot. Are you familiar with it? I've been there uh, twice, yes. Do you know what it stands for? I did at one point, but now I don't. Would you like to know, or do you care? I, I want to know more than anything David? in the world. Any? Is it exposition? No. Okay, I don't know. Enterprise. <laughs> These are all words to start with E, so you're close. Eternal. <laughs> that is that is a movie that's... Uh... <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. Experimental prototype community of tomorrow. That's right, yes. It is... Because I remember when I first heard that, my, or as I call it, Europe. Uh-huh. <laughs> my first thought when I when I saw that that's what it stood for, I was like, oh, "This is none of those. This, this isn't th- this isn't this at all. Right, right, you should right. probably take that down." <laughs> um, but uh, do you want to guess what year that opened? Epcot Center. Oh, I, re- I read up. like a trivia book no, when, a long when time ago. Disney... I know you guys play trivia, so let's yeah. do it. Let's Disney work, let's was in the fifties. When did Disneyland was in the fifties? Yeah, I know. So Disney World was late sixties. I think late sixties. Yeah, if not early seventies. So I know the dates of all of these. So. Was Epcot? <laughs> and again, I'm not a season pass owner nor a pedophile who likes to go. <laughs> it's so, it's so <laughs> two of you because you know in the in the old days they wouldn't let you get an annual pass unless you it was like citizenship in America. <laughs> you had to know the history. You had to know the whole thing. Okay, so was Epcot opened before Disney World proper or after? Oh, this is embarrassing. Now you're really that's a tell. That's a tell that you have no idea what's going on. That's like me with the Indiana Jones and the movie coming yeah, yeah. first. Yeah. So that's a tell that I have no idea. So yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. going to guess that Epcot opened in 1965. I'm going to say 68. Okay. Disneyland opened in 55. Okay. Right? I knew that. Uh, I believe, okay, I know it was October 1st. It's either 71 or 72. It was okay. Disney World. Oh, okay. wow. And then 10 years later, 82 was... Epcot is as recent as eighty two. I believe you can. Look, we can look it up now. Okay. I, I just, mean, I guess, I just associate that whole like the world of tomorrow thing with like a fifties <laughs> and sixties like good housekeeping right. like type. Yeah. of especially when you see some of the designs, it's like this couldn't look more like uh, the black hole, which is that Disney now we have sci-fi there. movie. Now let's talk about Disney movies for a little bit because By most means. people Disney's the kid starring Bruce Willis. Indeed, smart. That is un- that's an unfortunate. Film. <laughs> yes. um, most people's first movie is a Disney movie. Was that your case? I'm going to start over here with well, David. According to in my the parents, theater. the first movie that I saw in the theater was E.T., which oh, is not uh, the year uh, the Epcot opened. <laughs> yes, um, <laughs> I have obviously have no memory of that. My first uh, film going memory, yeah, 1987, the 50th anniversary re-release of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. So it is. So it is. Uh, I I do not remember what my first one was. Like I kind of when I think of like my childhood in the movies that I watched, I just kind of remember like six or seven of them and just watching them in like Jaws, Ghostbusters, uh, Star Wars, Peter Pan, like, and then we get into Disney movies like Alice in Wonderland and right. that sort of thing. Uh, I don't know. I couldn't tell you which one I saw first. Probably probably not Jaws, if I had to guess. Uh, my parents probably did not say, well, he's two. He's ready for Jaws, right? Right. Um, I can also tell you the first movie I ever saw more than once in a theater was oh, I like the, it. the Little Mermaid. Also Diz. Yep. Yeah, that was a good – is that where she's like wants to have feet? 
Yeah, she yeah. But she she's that is, singing she's singing about having legs and then she gets some legs. That's that's such a that's such a TV guide description. It's like a mermaid wants feet. The little mermaid. Disney's the little mermaid. Um I also my my grandpa kept referring to it as my little mermaid. I just love I love people getting movie titles wrong, either right, intentionally right, right. or unintentionally, right. and that was uh just like when I worked at the video store people would come in and ask if we had beautiful minds. I was like uh, that, the pluralizations. That's a oh, I worked cute. at a video store when uh, Oh Brother Where Art Thou came out. God help us all. And be like, and, and this was. Now you, you realize you have listeners who are just like, what is this video store that these yeah. old men are talking about? Yeah, yeah. I know. I'm, it makes me sad. It I'm, does. I'm happy. Good riddance. <laughs> I don't actually. I'm not actually happy. I'm actually indifferent. But I say I'm happy to uh, right to infuriate. Yeah, because you're on different sides of the political aisle. Exactly. Yeah, that's what it really comes down to. Conservatives yeah. like video stores. <laughs> Liberals are indifferent Just, to them. Which is weird because... In f- <laughs> oh, the lines have been drawn. In theory, I should be happy. It's like, hey, the marketplace has spoken. Redbox and streaming. That's yeah, what yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Meanwhile, you should be fighting for subsidies. Okay, moving on. Um, like but uh, So I would have people say, like, I apologize. I'm going to have to do the accent. This was in southern Missouri. And people would be like, you got that, oh, dear brother? <laughs> it's like, uh, it's... Oh, brother, where art thou? Right over there. Right over there, sir. <laughs> yeah. People also, I don't, I don't have any specific examples, um, but people didn't even try with uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. They just say, do you have the thing with the tiger and the dragon or something <laughs> along those lines? Uh, speaking of Disneyland and movies. Wait, before we even go there. Okay. I just, I'm just speaking of movie titles because uh-huh. I just saw a movie, John Sayles' latest movie. Okay. With uh, go... Go for sisters? Is that it? Go for sisters? Is go that, for women? Go for something? I think it's yeah. go for sisters. I'm Which, a big fan of John Sayles. I like him a lot. So do I. So do I. But I was couldn't be a worse title. I mean, you're in the movie marketplace. You're trying. You're putting up your own money for this movie. You're passionate about making films, and it's called Go for Sisters. Yeah, Go for Sisters. In any now, you don't. You've not seen the movie. I've yet. not. What even comes to mind when you hear the three words put together in that order? I My feel first like thought like, is gopher sisters. A couple of sisters that are gophers. <laughs> now That's we got a movie. <laughs> I feel like it's like an inspirational underdog story about a, uh, an inspirational underdog story about a women's volleyball team, maybe. That maybe that's what I it's mean, about. You would think someone who's been in the movie business since Return of the Sakaga Seven yeah, would but, know how to but maybe let's go through his movie titles. You got your Passion Fish. You yeah. got your... Oh, oh, let's not forget Casa de los Babies. Yeah. Right? So maybe it's a thing. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe there's a reason John okay. Sayles hasn't broken through <laughs> yeah. uh, like he did with... Maybe maybe there's a reason that Lone Star was his biggest movie. Yeah. Um, oh, the, the Secret of Rowan Einish. That's a, that comes tripping me off the tongue. <laughs> okay, I stand corrected. I Brother stand. from another place. Because right. I'm rooting for it. You know, I'm like, oh, yeah. here's a guy, Pat obviously edits yeah. the film himself. And uh, there's yeah. a movie this year that I didn't see, but David did. And okay. I, I hate Go the title and sisters. so do you. Go for sisters. <laughs> uh, I don't like the title and neither do you. Ain't Them Bodies Saints. Oh, I did not like that I title. I hate that so much and I don't even really know why. And I didn't care for the movie either. But yeah, Ain't Them Bodies Saints. Oof. What do you think of that? Uh, yeah, let me. All right. I, I've never even heard of this movie. Okay. But I'm picturing something from like Africa. Oh, no, it's, it's, it's something, something. I know that sounds racist because it's like ain't them thing. Like, <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's, it's a, a hero southern, ain't nothing but a sandwich. Like that kind of <laughs> vibe. Is it, it in that genre? No, it's like a southern, like a rural noir type of thing. Uh, there's a 
That, that, that rural noir, that's a John Sayles movie title, right? Uh, <laughs> we should but, come up with John Sayles title. <laughs> but when I, when I hear, like, Ain't Them Body Saints sounds like a bunch of, like, uh, early 20-year-olds uh, in Brooklyn who decided it'd be, like, ironic or fun to start a country band. That's what I think. Like, it's like a hipster, oh. like, alt-country band called Ain't the Body Saints by people who have never been below the Mason-Dixon line in their lives. I see it as a depressing documentary about Hurricane Katrina. <laughs> All right. Well, we already got when the levees broke. I know. the follow-up, If God is Willing and the Creek Don't Rise. Which is a clunky title that I love. Yeah. You know. And which I, I actually haven't seen that one. Not unlike the when title. When the levees broke is great, though. Not unlike the title. Is that uh, the Spike Lee? Yeah. yeah. The four-hour. Uh, I saw that. Thing. Which I've seen. Uh, did I see... Because it was in it was a miniseries, right? It was in it's HBO. It, yeah, parts. Okay. four parts right. on HBO. Yeah, um, yeah. There was a movie called uh, "Oh Dad, Poor Dad, Mom is Hung You in the Closet, and I'm Feeling So Sad." <laughs> All right, that is a clunky title. That's that I a love. Spielberg movie, right? <laughs> That's exactly. It's an Apatow movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is a movie that yes. I don't know. Uh, it 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 got a lot of buzz leading up to it, and then mm-hmm. people saw it and said, "That's eh, fine." Uh, it was called Escape from Tomorrow. Do you know of that one? It's the, it's the sur- one that was shot surreptitiously at both Disney World and Disney. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay. have heard of that. Yeah. I Without will- no permits and the thing. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, and it's like a surreal film. And uh, mm-hmm. so I went into it really expect, like, kind of excited, but also being like, all right, is this movie going to be anything beyond the basic premise of, hey, man, we don't have permission to shoot? It. Like, I thought that's what it was going to be. Right. And then the first half, like, you mentioned. Uh, the first four minutes of um, Dancer in the Dark, Dancer in the Dark, that the rest of the movie was so good that you got over the first four minutes. Yeah, the first half uh, of Escape from Tomorrow, it's just such a oh, it's such a high school bullshit punk fan <laughs> clean, uh, type of thing where it's just this guy <laughs> who like uh, I just described. I knew David when he we were in high school and he was a punk fan. You would have loved this. No, um, no, it's I, I already know what you're gonna say. It's it's bullshit like punk attitude but it's bullshit it's like billy joel's moving out <laughs> which i think i actually just realized that i referenced something that a conversation that we had before we hit Indeed, the course yes, that's yeah. true about the wolf of wall street but it's just this this uh you know this family and they're in disneyland and just and just the whole time it's like it's trying to subvert like you know family's kind of a prison when you think about <laughs> it and like disneyland like Look at all these people trying to be happy, but it's just a bunch of consumerism. Really, this place ain't happy, man. Like it was that. I'm like, this is terrible. I hate this so much. So what? Then, thankfully, yeah, it drops that and just goes straight up David Lynch crazy, where it's like it drops any kind of countercultural thing and it just becomes counter narrative, and it's just like, oh, how this is this is nice. And then at the end, it actually winds up being uh, having uh, some surprising. Uh, character moments that i liked and just but that first half i could not have hated it more just, <laughs> but you walked out of the movie like this was a this, this was, was worth good. seeing okay. it was recommendable well, that's pretty good if you I can want, get past I, that first half and where did you see it i'm just curious i saw it uh at a, at a screening at the uh, downtown independent which is a theater i like quite a bit it's have a you ever been yeah. there yeah. yeah i actually i think uh this is gonna be tough i hope i get this right but every year i do the wayne fetterman international film festival where i have comedians right, which we are not a part of right right just throwing that out there <laughs> well i just have comedians there's comedians come and they pick movies that they love that is that's that's pretty narrow <laughs> yes it's very narrow <laughs> i don't know you guys did stand up together oh, but if you did so you they happened. pick a movie that they were inspired by they introduce it we screen the movie at Santa Family, and then 
We do a Q&A afterwards. Last mm-hmm. year, Bill Burr picked the Dirty Dozen. That's I don't fun. know if you know. Yeah, yeah. That's Sarah Silverman right. picked Crimes and Misdemeanors. Dana mm-hmm. Gould did um, that Kubrick movie, uh, Dr. Strangelove. Oh. Yeah. Um, so it's pretty fun. Pretty yeah. fun. And a lot of people. Anyway. But this year, I think we're doing like a abbreviated version of it at that movie theater you just mentioned. What's it called? Downtown. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we're going to do. So, again, part of the Riot Festival, maybe, or something like mm-hmm. that. All right, this was. I'm sorry I brought that up. You may have to cut that out because no, that's not fine. exactly clear what that is. Um, but people should go to the downtown independent. It's a yeah, yeah, definitely. Great theater. Def- and a great neighborhood, yeah. right? Yeah, there's all kinds of people walking around there. <laughs> Everyone's comfortable with everyone. It's like uh, people sleeping. There's a lot of outdoorsmen. <laughs> no, it's, it is an up and coming. I mean, it is a sort of rebuilding. You go like two blocks from there and you've got all sorts of fancy restaurants and, and stuff. Yes. So it's uh, it's right by a uh, oh shoot now I can't remember uh, Skid Row. What's the name of the the pizza place on Lancashire that uh, I enjoy? Big Mamas and Big Papas. No, not that one. The Domino's. Pizza Hut. No, it's Papa uh, John's. No, we've been there. It's where we've had a number of uh, like production meetings. And oh stuff. yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a it's a local chain. It's called Pitfire Pizza. Pitfire Pizza. Yeah, That's there's the one, one in West Hollywood. There's yes. one downtown. And there's one right by the downtown yeah. Independent. Have you ever been to Pitfire Pizza? I don't think so, but it's I love good. pizza pie. Love yeah, it. You got to go to this place. They got a. Uh, Tell got me all what they. Of, what, what's their? Well, they have uh, specials, um, including seasonal specials. So if you're there at the right time of year, you get the heirloom tomato pizza. It's amazing if you like an heirloom tomato, I guess. But uh, one thing, like, so th- that's like, you know, I've had heirloom tomatoes. I've had, I had pizza with with uh, you know like raw zucchini on it. Like they have healthy stuff. Then also, I had one that I think was I was with you. It was like bacon potato and like alfredo sauce it was like the heaviest fucking thing i've ever eaten in my life and it was delicious and you slept like a baby that night yeah and they also got all kinds of beer and all kinds of uh, stuff that's not pizza uh and the one in north hollywood uh is walking distance from my house and has a big outdoor area so it's a uh place my girlfriend and i go quite often with our dog because you can you it's can good bring stuff my my person- not your girlfriend it's your fiance my fiance oh. yes my ex-girlfriend my fiance well She's well no remembered girl- yeah yeah not I a girlfriend don't... anymore that's right yeah, exactly you, and you brought this on yourself <laughs> that you now have to remember to say fiance. Um, but uh, I, I was about I was, I was going to I was going to start talking about pizza now. You don't my, have to. We can go. You can no, go. it's fine. I want to because I because I cannot sing the praises of uh, my favorite pizza chain. And it is a chain. Yeah, it's round table. Roundtable. I'm a huge fan of Roundtable. Well, your, more your than thoughts. Shakey's. More than Shakey's. I haven't been to Shakey's in a long time. I hear it's terrible. <laughs> it's Is that right? I've never been to a Shakey's <laughs> in my life, actually. Very... Oh, you should go over well, there. They, they don't have them in St. Louis, where I grew up, so I think I, by the time I moved out here, I was past it's the It's kind age. of like the okay. place you would go if you would just play t-ball and lost it, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right that is exactly it yes yeah it's yeah. that kind of place it was pictures and yeah. the thing yeah. and it's like oh it's bad pizza and bad chicken <laughs> yeah, oh boy yeah. we, we can dissatisfy two people okay um, um uh w- w- favorite fictional movie pizza yeah. parlor oh uh, mystic pizza Okay. Oh, you're in the I'm not, title. I'm not giving you. I'm just throwing out a couple. You guys can throw more. There's Mystic Pizza. There's Sal's in uh, Do the Right, right Thing. Right, Sal's. Um, where did the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles get their pizza? Was it a uh, Domino's? They got theirs from Domino's. Is that true? Yeah. Not in the first movie. Oh yeah, absolutely. Really? Yeah. Guy walks around. His name's Tony. 
He's the, you know. Okay, well, then that's out. Okay. Domino's is terrible. I don't know, but it's the place that Taylor Negron brings a pizza in uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, whatever that place is. Right, yeah, yeah. Do you remember that scene? Uh, Had the pizza delivered to Sean Penn. That's right. right. I I didn't know that was Taylor Negron. I didn't. He's the delivery kid. I don't remember that. Yeah, it's one of those. Um, No, this is not movies, but but TV, the place from Breaking Bad. Where they order the pizza and it shows up and, and it hasn't been sliced and Badger says that's their thing. <laughs> they don't slice the pizza and they pass the savings on to you. <laughs> <laughs> Is that one of the pizzas that winds up on the roof? Uh, it's from the same place. Yeah, okay. I think it was like an inside joke. <laughs> All right. yeah. I'm trying to think. Pizza. Now there's nothing in a diner. They're in a diner. Yeah. So I think Sal's from Do the Right Thing. Is yeah, probably so that's the best. Very, yeah. Best Partially because pizza place. It just feels like mm. it's weird. Uh, I, as time has gone on, I've become really – I really admire a certain type of production design and art direction. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, something that's very lavish can be a lot of fun, but sometimes a place that just feels lived in. And Sal's feels like a pizza place that has existed for 30 years, as it has in the movie. Like, it doesn't f- – because I've seen ba- – once I start thinking about this, I've seen bad production design in films. And you're just like, oh, what? <laughs> that makes no – clearly – they just had a PA just like stick something on the wall that's supposed to be that, and it's and it's not working for me at all. But like Sal's, you feel at any moment like you could just walk in and order a, a slice for yourself, and it just feels so damn hot. But that whole movie does, mm-hmm. of course. That was the idea, right? But yeah, so and um, the uh, and I like the color palette of that movie. Yeah. I really feel like it, they really pushed it, right? I recently rewatched that movie, uh, maybe like in the last in the last year. And uh, one thing I don't like about that movie is the I don't like being yelled at by the title. <laughs> like, I feel like that movie is like do the right thing. Like okay, just yes. all right, go ahead. Yeah. Just, um, let me live my life. Don't yeah, tell yeah. Me don't tell do. me what to do, Spike. Just this is a <laughs> do the right thing, Wayne. All right, eight dollars. I'll go see this thing. Um, the, something about sales made me want to ask this question, Wayne. Um, yeah. As an actor and a comedian, yes. Are there any Restaurants, coffee shops, dry cleaners, any places in Los Angeles County that have your headshot no, on the wall? Not no. one. Not one. Not is one. that uh is it because no one's asked or because you it's have a policy both, against it's it? Both? No, I carry them with me all the time. <laughs> Every time I go in there. And I accidentally drop them sometimes on the floor and then I pick them up and not one person going, Oh wait, you're an actor, you're in the thing. And then I usually have my IMDB credits out uh-huh. as I take out the phone and I put that down. Right. And so far, nothing. Oh. So far, nothing. So thanks for bringing it up. I'm but, sorry. Uh, I didn't know if people, like, uh, people who maybe don't, haven't been here. I always thought it was like, thing. I, but I always thought place. that was kind of a passe situation. Um, can I tell you my favorite? I, yeah. I, again, I might have told this story in the podcast before. We've been doing it for over 350 episodes, so, you know, lay off me. There was a place on uh, Fountain, Fountain uh, in Vermont, Okay, roughly. can I correct you? Uh-huh. What do you think I'm going to correct? I have no idea. Because you said we've done it for over 350 episodes. Yeah. I think it's we've done 350, over 350 episodes, or we've done it for a number of years, but I don't think you can do it for over 350 episodes. I guess, I don't know, we've established that an episode is, a, there's one a week, so within the the world of Battleship Retention, 350 episodes is not just a quantity, it's, it's a measure of time. I stand corrected. Anyway, continue. <laughs> um, there's a place on Fountain in Vermont. I'm not sure if it's still there. I'm not sure if this is still the case. But I used to live on Fountain. I used to walk down there every once in a while to get a croissant and some coffee. And they had, uh, unlike the places that have a wall full of headshots, this place had one headshot uh, on the wall. And it was Richard Dean Anderson. <laughs> it was so <laughs> weird to me. You know what? 
I bet they had a whole wall, and then they got that one. They're like, take them all down. There's only one that matters right. now. And it was um, and what's the point? I think what's it was the start, point? It was started SG One era. Oh, okay. Anderson as well. I was gonna say, you know. Take him down in the most convoluted way possible. <laughs> by the way, like some kind of Rube Goldberg type yeah. t- type situation. Uh, no, I don't. I do not have that. I don't have that. But all right, that is unfortunate. We got to we got to work on that. Well, exactly. it feels like I don't you need really exist. I you don't really exist, team. right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You need so, a street team, the Wayne Fetterman street team. Get them out there yeah. with your headshots and get <laughs> you know. Yeah. Oh that way, you know, some some big producer, not that you need any help or anything. You're doing fine, but like you know, maybe a, a Martin Scorsese or something like that. Right. Walks in to get his dry cleaning done, and he goes, "Oh, guy from Kirby Enthusiasm. I remember that guy. Uh-huh. I better call. I'm going to call that guy. I'm going to put him in my next movie." Well, here's where you start the the Taco Bell and Olive right by the by Warner Brothers. Yeah. They're clearly not turning anyone down. They right, they probably have the headshots on the ceiling. And there's <laughs> nothing that I've heard. I've been to that Taco Bell. Yeah, <laughs> on the ceiling. Really? <laughs> I, I I don't know. I might, oh, okay. I maybe was making a joke. Oh, okay. I couldn't tell. <laughs> but you know why? Because it actually seems feasible. <laughs> right. Maybe not in a Taco Bell. And Lionel like, Richie had a song about it. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. dance up there. Absolutely. Yeah, of course. Um, what, else so, you, what is on your sheet there? I've, yeah, got a, on the sheet? I've got a lot of stuff on the sheet just in case because we didn't have a topic, but Wayne is a guy who knows movies. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to have stuff that I could go to. For okay. example, I, rec- I saw Catching Fire. I saw Frozen. Uh, I wanted to talk about Wait, that. is that because you want to see a hot and then a cold <laughs> movie? Oh, son of a bitch. Yeah, I guess. You had to see Frozen yeah, to, yeah, to just, cool down. Right, yeah. It's a normal temp. Oh, jeez. Oh, because <laughs> um, is, is that what you do when something's on fire? You throw it in a freezer? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, you'll be fine in a, in a while. It would work. It, I feel like it would work. <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah. Fires exist in, in cold temperatures. But like, I do know people put, like, butter in the microwave for, like, a second to oh, loosen yeah. it up, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but... Uh, so it's like I threw those out there. And then there was something that I wanted to talk about and I told oh. you guys about beforehand because I find it so fascinating. Um, and it's something I'm aware of because uh, my friends and I are doing uh, this uh, fantasy uh, Oscar thing. Um, the International Press Academy, they have their own IPA. awards. IPA. I like to call them that, yes. Um, India Pale Ale. That's – is that a thing? Yes, that's okay. Right. By the way, you know I'm writing the Independent Spirit Awards again this year. I did not yes, know that. Yes, this is my third year in a row. Man, oh, so, man. So, so you, you can, can tell us who's going to win? I cannot. Well, that, what you're yeah, I, that, would no. be, that would be great. I cannot tell you who will win, but I get to Pat and Oswald's hosting. Can if you're you writing it, it's up to you, right? Like yeah. you write yeah. the. <laughs> Obviously, I could put anything in there. Yeah, right. Uh, only me and the person would know, no one would have any idea. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm just saying, if you could find a way to make to make sure enough So you can win your pool that I could be forever. If I was caught, I'd be forever banished from writing anything in Hollywood. Well, you could probably just find a position with the International Press Academy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, exa- very right. much so. Well, uh, well done, David. Um, yeah, so uh, they uh, they have a, a yearly awards. It's fairly recent, called the Satellites. Yes, and uh, they have clearly set themselves up as sort of a, an alternative to the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Not realizing, of course, that everything is an alternative to the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. <laughs> Staying thing- home and not seeing movies, that's an alternative <laughs> yeah. to the yeah. Hollywood Foreign Press. Killing yourself is an option. Uh, <laughs> in, in a, for example, uh, the Golden Globes are, not, are taken so not seriously that... Uh, what? You're wrong about that, but go ahead. <laughs> well, it's, it, here's the thing. Like, I'm You're sorry. 100% wrong about that, but go well, ahead. No, I, I want to hear, what do you mean, taking that seriously by whom, and who is taking it seriously? I will tell you. Go first. Yeah, you go first. <laughs> uh, we pointed at each other who, at the same so time. So who, who is not taking it seriously, besides you and me? Uh, 
everyone, like, I would say the critic community. Okay, so critical community does not take the goal. I agree 100%. Seriously. Yeah. And the rest say, of the world takes it seriously. The rest of the world. The rest of the movie going public takes it seriously. And more important, Hollywood studios take it important, take it very importantly. And actors, actresses, writers, directors, the creative community takes it extremely and, but the, the question is why? Just because of it's on television. Because it's been a, it, okay. That was what I was thinking. It's, it's just, on television. It's a thing. It's it's a thing people right. can they watch. It started and, early enough that it's yeah. It got yeah. it. It's got it. It's put yeah. in the door before there were a billion yeah. of these. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that's the thing. So everyone it, knows. I mean, everyone remembers the Piazzadora situation yes. and all of that. But now it is a huge television show. Yeah. But it is yeah. But like, no, virtually no actor or director that I know of will not go to. We'll boycott that show, even though your critic community, which uh-huh. is, yeah. I assume, large, but not compared to what I'm talking about. Well, and also, like, the critics very seldom, you know, like, you go, you look at last year. Yeah. And Best Picture in the critic community kept going, it just went to the master, like, over and over again. And, and Zero Dark Thirty. Argo, nowhere to be found. You get to Golden Globes and Oscars, Argo, front runner. It was, it was very interesting. The way that wait, I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. I kind of remember Argo winning or him winning something pre Oscars. Am I wrong about that? You would know better than I would. Like, uh, it did, it got really great buzz at like uh, Con. No, no, no. I'm talking about we didn't win like New York Film Critics or anything. I don't think so. They like they split stuff up between what about DGA Award? Oh, well, those not any, critics. Yeah, anything that had to do with like industry oh, people, okay, okay. Um, so that, or Hollywood Foreign Press, like that's I that's when you. Argo okay. did well. Okay. Um, but uh, all right, okay. So yeah, I don't want to. I didn't mean to talk about the Golden Globes. I, I make jokes about them, but yes, they, as far as award ceremonies, you, you, you they're one of the big the ones. Globes. I kid them, but I love them. I don't. <laughs> but um, so the International Press Academy is trying to set themselves up as the alternative to the Golden Globes. They're not televised, but maybe I'm sure at some point they would like to be. But I don't think they're going to make it uh, because um, there is this big hubbub at goldderby.com, like the official uh, website that covers all awards in any industry, uh, in any like artistic industry, like Grammys, Emmys, the whole thing. Uh, and uh, so between Gold Derby and HitFix, they actually were able to determine that as far as people can tell right now, the International Press Academy nominated Wolf of Wall Street for picture, director, actor – screenplay and i think editing mm-hmm. uh having not seen it and uh the the head of the uh, of the ipa like keeps saying like no 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 this was the screening that we that a lot of us saw it and then it's like okay well we we can we'll just go check on that screening so they checked on the screening and and the person's story didn't hold a lot of water because they said oh well you know we were brought in as like guests it's like well there were no guests at that screening like they were not allowed. Wait, so you're saying no one from this? Uh, uh, what was that? Well, that's the thing. Certainly not as many people as is probably required for something to be nominated. Like they were talking oh, like like at this screening, there were 27 members of the International Press Academy. There, like oh, nine oh. nine were specifically inv- invited, and then each of them brought two guests. I got gotcha. you. Totaling. 27 people which would be the minimum amount of people that would have to vote for something. I, I guess so yeah i don't know exactly their their bylaws or anything but either way it's just it's not and maybe maybe it was only 20 in well, some other say this is some fascinating film critic minutia uh-huh. <laughs> well it's what is going on here well it's just the reason that i find it interesting yeah. is that like because as david mentioned like the golden globes they start pretty early in in awards season mm-hmm 
And so the only way for like IPA to like get in earlier to kind of scoop them is to because they announced their nominations. A couple oh, days ago. I see. I so see. they're getting in so early that they're actually not able to see the movies. But that doesn't that doesn't matter to them. The only thing that matters is their press release is, came out before. Yeah, the, I gotcha. Yeah. The only thing that matters to them is like visibility. And so I'm becoming more and more fascinated at the at the concept of awards in general because, of course, in they, they started out. You know, and maybe they started out as like, let's recognize quality while also maybe patting ourselves on the back. And then the awards themselves became the production. And then it just became, hey, here's uh, an opportunity to get, you know, and uh, I will will be announcing uh, special uh, BP awards next uh, (laughs) next next week. But um, so like it's a fun thing to do. But like if you want to be taken seriously, like you need to do it the right way. And it's like. In this, in their case, coming in first was the most important thing. So much, but they also didn't want to come in first and not include Wolf of Wall Street. That would Even look ridiculous, it, right? Right. So they, that's why it winds up with five nominations, even though. We we they we're, we're assuming that not enough saw it, and they were just like, we right. have to say this just based on the buzz, right? And it, and that's the thing is is at the moment it it has not been proven, but every story that the head of the IPA has been has given has had holes in it. And so it's just like, oh my mm. God, this is, you were like, you're like Woodward and Bernstein together. You're I, like one guy. Uh-huh. Well, I'm not. Woodstein do- or whatever he said, whatever <laughs> Robart said in the movie. Yeah, Woodstein. Um, yeah. I, well, I'm not the one, I'm not the one doing it. I just find it fascinating. Just that like, it's so, it's so antithetical to what awards are supposed to be. I know, but I, th- well, I don't know how to respond to it. It sounds like, yeah, they probably were like, oh, for some reason, Wolf of Wall Street is not being edited and it's not out for screening for us to get this three weeks before their Christmas date. I assume it's mm-hmm. opening on Christmas. So opening on Christmas. Yeah. Day. So, yeah, but I assume I don't I, I just don't hold awards in the same regard that you do so it doesn't to me it I seems like in, if you're a, talking to him i don't hold them in any regard yeah, at all. Yeah. <laughs> I, and i i don't really hold them that high other than it's, this it, pool i hope you win this pool i'm, I'm not going to um, <laughs> who's in the lead right now in the lead oh anyone who's been on the show no oh, well, and here's a okay here's then. a fun thing it's my friend dan oh, i know who dan. wants to be part of the show no. and is a listener he will never be dan what was that he will never be on the show dan <laughs> dan just, no you idea. will never be on this show dan i'm gonna make sure you're on the show <laughs> you can be on wayne's fast food show you can be featuring my- david banks <laughs> um but you will never you will never ever be on this show until you get your doctorate in five years Okay. All right. That's that's podcast that's, law. That's how it works. But he is probably going to win, and he is going to be insufferable when he wins. <laughs> and I cannot. I can't. I'm, Dan, I don't know you, but I feel like pump up the insufferability because <laughs> I got your back. Yeah, he steer, has steer into the skid. That's how you. That's how you handle this. Yeah, he seems to be. Uh, <laughs> I've just, met him once. He was a perfectly nice guy. <laughs> he's a he's he's a perfectly I like nice that we're guy. We're talking about this, but guy. like last year, he came in second. He lost to Scott, friend of the show, Scott and I. Uh, lost to Scott by two points, and got so drunk and so obnoxious about it that like we just like made fun of him. And so it's like, oh God, help us if he wins. Oh my gosh. But anyway, so yes, uh, awards aren't remarkably important. I like I recognize what they can do, which is they Well, you know they, that I have this thing where I know what won best picture of every year. I do know that you know yeah, that. Yeah, that's yes. one of my Um I don't know if I 47. 1947. I'm going to say this is off the top of my head. 
gentleman's agreement. I think it's gentleman's agreement, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just double check that. I guess I'll look that up. Yeah. Oh, and I did look up the New York Film Critics uh, Circle last year, nominated uh, Argo for film and director, but it did not win. Okay, okay. okay. I might be wrong, but I mean, I'm yeah. sh- you follow this way more closely than Well, and, it, and that's the thing, is it's, it's, it's such a dumb thing to get fixated on for me. Like, I shouldn't. Because in the end, who cares? No, I, mean, I disagree with you. I mean, I, I they do count in the big like that's part of yeah. like what the movie, the mythology of movies is. These awards it gets, and yeah. this person with the statue, and Hattie McDaniel standing. You know, yeah. like it is important. Yeah. It's just it can, and those speeches sometimes are very inspirational. Yeah. Very inspirational. And it's you know, and as somebody who has memorized the best picture of every year, like there are. There are best pictures that have long been eclipsed by the movies that lost. Of course. You know, and so no like doubt. in the end, why am I even fix it? You know, a lot of people said that Argo didn't deserve to win. I'm one of them. I don't think it deserved to win. But in the end, like people will remember what's going to what they're going to remember. Like and like, oh, this happened to win. OK, whatever. People are going to talk about Fargo more than the English patient. Gentleman's right. agreement. Gentleman's agreement. It was. Well Gentleman's the other nominees were The Bishop's Wife, Crossfire, Great Expectations and Miracle on 34th Street. Oh. Is that the David Lean Great Expectations? Um, there would have been, yeah. Yeah, that, that's a good movie. It is. Um, I never saw Gentleman's Agreement. Did you see it? Of course, of course. So have you seen all the best pictures? No, not all of okay. them. Um, there's a couple I haven't, but um, most, like, there, there was one uh, in this, I can't even remember the name of it. It's in, it's in the, there's one in the 60s that I, that I mean, I can go through the whole list. Is it 1963? Tom Jones? No, it's not a name Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Give me another year. 64. Well, that's, I'm going to say My Fair Lady. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's oh, I know. I know. Uh, yeah, all right. God damn, what's all the right. name of that movie? It's A Man for All Seasons or something right, like that. 68? Yeah, no. 66. 66, yeah. yeah. You've that's, never seen Man for All Seasons? I've never seen that. So. I love it. I've you actually do. seen that one. That's really good. I think yeah. it's amazing. It's like, it, it's so interesting that like, Man for All Seasons, this very – a movie that's good, but one – it could be described as kind of this stodgy period piece. Right. Everything that a best picture used to be. Right. Like – and it happened right on the cusp of best picture being – you know, going oh. to, you know, like uh, – In the Heat uh, of the Night. In the Heat of the Night yeah. and then, you know, uh, Midnight Cowboy a few years after well, that. Well, you know what's interesting about 68 and 69, which is a very fascinating – 68. It was Oliver, right? Oliver, the only G-rated movie ever to win best picture. Hmm. Huh. And then followed by the only X-rated movie to yeah. win Best Picture. Huh. Like, we were in the 60s, we didn't know what was going on. You I know said, what I'm realizing when looking at this? That people talk about how, you know, it, it was always five nominees, and now, now it's more. But in the early days, it was like ten yes. nominees. Yes, yeah, a bunch, yeah. So 1938, do you know? I'm going to say that's the um, Capra movie, the yes. comedy. Um, the uh, adaptation of a stage play. A good stage play. Yeah. Oh, so you know what it is. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, you know what? This I, is like, I can't think of the name of the movie. It's, this is the uh, title telling you, giving you advice. Yeah. yeah, you can't take it with you. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, ten. Then take it with you, and then go on with the win the next year. Yeah, yeah. But okay. ten. You can't take it with you. Adventures of Robin Hood, Alexander's Ragtime Band, Boys Town, The Citadel, Four Daughters, Grand Illusion, Jezebel, Pygmalion, and Test Pilot. Right. All, all nominated. Yeah. So I did. I, get, I didn't know that there used to be so many nominees. Yeah, I don't remember when they dropped down to five. Do you? Right, off the top of your head, I'm going to say thirty nine. I'm going to say the next year. But maybe because I remember one time, you know, when I was a kid, they were still giving different cinematography awards right. for color and black and white. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it was into the forties because I seem. It to might have been in the forties. Like, I'm not. A, I'm not like an uh, Oscar. Yeah. It's just something yeah. I. Forty-four is the first year with five nominees. Do you know who the winner was? Yes. 
going my way. That's right. The others were Double Indemnity, Gaslight, Since You Went Away, and Wilson. Wilson? Like, I've never heard of that movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> I literally, that's the volleyball it's movie. It's about the volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible. They had a whole movie, and then it gets a recurring character in a later movie. That wow. is really. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a biopic of Woodrow Wilson starring oh, okay. Charles Coburn. Oh. I, I don't even really know who Charles Coburn is. I assume, you don't? He's, I assume he's James Coburn's father. I don't That's probably he, not true. I don't think he is. Kind of a portly dude. Portly dude. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Go that's, ahead. That's something. And I know that we should probably we should probably end. Um, although <laughs> I, I, I'm just going to sit here and look at no, these it's things. No, it's fine. I have to assume at this point, if oh, yeah. you're not doing a podcast for 13 hours, it feels like you're being shortchanged, right? <laughs> I, I like to – I don't – as long as you guys want to talk, I will talk. But <laughs> All right. I feel like this has run out of steam about 40 minutes ago. Okay, fair yeah. enough. I so, can't argue with that. Um uh, I guess, uh, yeah, there was one other thing we wanted to talk about, but there's no easy way into it. We haven't done an episode in a while, um, so we should mention that Paul Walker passed away. Oh, shoot. Yeah, uh, that's right. And that was that was very sad, and it inspired me to rewatch Joyride, which is an amazing movie. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Any thoughts on Paul Walker, uh, Wayne? No, it's just whenever, one, it, this is going to sound totally trite and superficial, but I couldn't believe it was 40. He oh, looked yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I had the same the same reaction. Yeah, but then I you think about well. the first Fast and the Furious movie was almost fifteen years ago. It was, yeah. man, oh man, well, that that that's a franchise that is really they figured it out. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it went from they, almost on, they right. were almost releasing sequels straight to DVD. Right and now, it's like the biggest franchise. It's crazy. and it's all because of that kid, that director, right? Uh, Justin Lin. Yeah, yeah, who took over after the after the third, right? Starting with the third. Yeah. yeah. And he, um, tell me about him, because I don't know much about him. Uh, I know. Well, he started with a, he, uh, a movie called Better Luck Tomorrow that um, got a lot of uh, buzz. I don't really know when or where, but it got him a lot of attention. It's it's sort of a, the movie's decent. It's sort of a Scorsese ripoff, but then, you know, so is Reservoir Dogs in a lot of ways. But it's it's about, um, it's, it's a look at sort of, uh, an exaggerated look at uh, how much pressure is put on Asian American high school students here. Oh, uh, academically. Yeah, but that. Then it then turns into a crime and drug movie from there. So it's sort of, I, I guess it sort of has satirical elements in that uh, aspect. The idea of, you know, he does these Scorsese type shots. People like, is he Chinese? Uh, I don't know if Justin Lin is. Uh, I don't Chinese. remember because the 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 movie Better Luck Tomorrow has Chinese Americans and Korean Americans and uh, a lot of different uh, Asian cultures. And so he did that, and then he did. Annapolis. Yeah, he became sort of a hired good. gun and did yeah. Annapolis, which is a movie that no one yeah. remembers. And then, yeah, I think him taking over yeah. uh, Fast and the Furious with the third one uh, suddenly reinvigorated who he was. Well, and he ha- directed a particularly great episode of Community, if you've ever, oh, if, you ever right. if you watch Community. He did uh, um, uh, Modern Warfare, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's the name of the episode? That's the name of the episode. Oh, it was oh the fir- first uh, paintball episode they did. They yes. did a series oh, really? of paintball. Oh, that's great. And it was, it was structured. Well, like is there, let me ask you, I know we're wrapping up, but has there ever been another franchise that was like, by the third one, suddenly got okay? Because if I'm not mistaken, we didn't we talk about horrible third sequels at one point? <laughs> we might have. Like I don't the know. Superman yeah. 3, like it's sure, terrible. Sure. And like, yeah. that's usually when it's. Yeah, Spider Man Three, sh- yeah, is, yeah, 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 yeah bad jumping news. the shark and all of that kind of thing, and X Men Three. Like, yeah. is there ever been any where it's turned around? I can't think of one. Yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, I mean, maybe. I mean, I can say I can see. I don't know. If this, this isn't the same thing, but like the Child's Play franchise kind of reinvented itself after the third one, where it, it became 
more of a comedy franchise. Than yeah, a horror it, franchise. it became kind of kind I of mean, meta. Yeah, there were more jokes in yeah. the second and third ones, but after after Child's Play three, when you get into like Bride of Chucky and all that stuff, it's clearly a comedy thing first. I don't know if they're funny, but it's a comedy. So I guess that's a similar thing, but not really what we're talking about here. Yeah, I mean, there's really not not a whole lot of franchises with more than three, but you know when they. Jaws. It, it, yeah, I mean, it was like yeah, that's yeah. usually when it's it's so when they over. take such a terrible turn. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, there's a Halloween three. I'm a big fan of that. You are, yeah, yeah because it, which because it has it's not a Halloween movie. It's not a Halloween movie, <laughs> but no it, Mike really Myers. Fun. It has nothing about. <laughs> yeah, it. it's a great movie. I feel like if All they right. if they took if they just rebranded it and just said it's called here's a movie from the 80s called Season of the Witch. Enjoy. Right. It would have maybe people a, would probably like it more. Yeah. All right. I think Wednesday yeah. we have completely run out of steam. Um, I had more stuff to talk about, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, uh, but we've been going an hour and 40 minutes, yeah. and uh, I've got weddings to plan. Uh, just the one. Um, so <laughs> Someone's being pretty uh, kind of pessimistic. Uh, yeah, yeah. So you can find us at battleshippretension.com. Uh, you can, that's where you can find this webs, uh, this podcast, uh, other podcasts in the BP fleet, and all our movie reviews. That's at battleshippretension.com. Follow me or email us, david at battleshippretension.com or tyler at battleshippretension.com. Let us know what your favorite fictional movie pizza parlor is uh follow or, me on or uh in the comments of this episode maybe throw out some uh some fake uh, john sales titles there you go um uh now no, you can follow me on twitter at the pretension you can follow tyler on twitter at more lessons that's the official twitter of his other podcast more than one lesson which can be found at more than one lesson.com my other podcast oh go ahead uh there was a recent you episode. gotta put that finger up early i know i forgot you uh, you got on. you got to it so quickly okay um yeah uh, our recent episode is um in which we talk about sex, drugs, violence, and language, all the things that scare Christians away from movies, uh-huh. uh, and basically talk about, like, uh, spoilers, we land that it's fine. That, okay. it's, you know, that, that it's okay for a movie to have that provided, right. of course, uh, it contextualizes it correctly. Yeah. Sure. Okay, uh, my other podcast is the weekly television show with Paul Goebel that, that I do. It's called Hey, Watch This with Paul and David. Uh, this week, we are talking about the premiere of the fourth and final season of Treme and the series premiere of uh, TNT's Frank Darabont's Mob City. So that's where you can find us. When where can people find you and your work on the internet? Well, there's a site called Twitter uh-huh. and there's a signal, there's like an A with a circle around yeah, it. Yeah, it's an at. It's an at. No, it's it's an at signal. At, an at, excuse me. So it's an, there's an an at signal. No, there's no N. I'm saying I'm using the, the article A-N, an. Yeah. It's an at signal okay symbol so now you got me all okay there's an at signal (laughs) symbol symbol Uh not signal not signal okay so there's an at symbol there's a a bat signal yeah (laughs) right it goes up commissioner gordon sets that off right now commissioner gordon just sends a tweet right (laughs) (laughs) so so there's an at symbol and then the name fetterman which is my last name and uh, I believe it can be capital, all capitalized or capitalized whatever letter not you want. Not case sensitive. I believe it's not case sensitive. Yeah. Do but, every other one if you want. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll, still get, you'll still get them. <laughs> you'll still get that. So that's how you would get if you want to reach me or follow me. I'm an infrequent Twitterer. I've only mm-hmm. had 200-some tweets, and I have about 6,500 followers. Nice. That's yeah, a, that's so that's a, a pretty good tweet to follower yes. ratio. Yes. <laughs> and that's at F-E-D-E-R-M-A-N. Correct. Correct. All right. And uh, if uh, for any uh, local listeners, I believe uh, this month you're doing uh, like a, ver- a very Fetterman Christmas it's or something. It's already happened. Like that. It already happened. It's already happened. I thought there was going to be more than one. 
No, I do okay. one Christmas show a year. Okay. And I did it. We did it. It already happened. It already happened. Okay. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. So that's a yearly. But I do have the Fetterman, Wayne Fetterman, you know, at WayneFetterman.com and mm-hmm. go there and see. You want to see my stand up or want to see him come to the film festival? No. Hopefully. And roughly when will that be happening? Oh, it's the first week of May. Okay. 2014. All right. Mark your calendars. Which is actually 2014 years since Christ was born. I know. Just we the, we talk all about it at morningmesson.com. <laughs> Where I was like, hey, everybody, it is. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Uh, thank you, uh, Wayne. Thank you for being here. Thank you at home for listening. We'll get you next time. Bye. Bye. This program is a proud member of the Battleship Pretension Fleet. 